Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Naturalist Capitalist. Tonight, we've got the 16th installment of The Four Horsemen, and we got another twin on the show tonight. So you guys will see who that is in a few seconds here. Real quick before we get going, uh, I just want to say I will be speaking at Pork Fest. I am back in New Hampshire now, so I'll be there this week. I'll be there at least Wednesday and Thursday giving a speech on Wednesday and then another one at Thursday. And I will have merchandise with me. I got some of it here just to show you. We got new shirts. I uh, got a bunch of different designs. Uh, you can get the traditional naturalist capitalist logo like this one. Um, we've also got different colors. Uh, you got the caterpillar type design right here. And we got a brand new four horsemen design. And these are really cool. Uh, they got my face, Eric's face, and Ryan's face on there. And you can get those. I'll have them with me. I got a few of each size. You can buy them. But you can also buy them online at toplobster.com under the Naturalist Capitalist selection. So go check those out. And well, let's get into the show. We've got uh, Jesse Ventura back on the show again tonight. How are we doing, uh, Governor? I'm great, Reed, but I want to talk about the Tour de France disaster down in Delaware right now with zombie Joe Biden. He was riding his bike and then he tripped because he was trying to smell a little girl's hair. <laughs> Reed, I'm glad you're back in New Hampshire, man. This is exciting. Our first four horsemen with you back in the free state of the 603. And we're so, so happy to have you back here. We're going to clean up the election fraud and we're going to come back bigger and better and stronger than ever before. <laughs> So, uh, Ryan, do we get a pass in New Hampshire? I know it's not the South, but it's about the closest thing you get to up here. So, I, I call it Diet Yankee. Um, <laughs> I said, you know, if y'all keep going the way you are on that Dagnalon flag, we're going to have to add a little white dot for New Hampshire. <laughs> How do we make it 16 of these with only one of them being banned? Uh, we talked about real 9-11 stuff. You're not supposed to. In that well, that's the one that got but, banned. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm impressed. Like, it, it's kind of crazy. So you guys have seen the Jackman twins. Some of you might have not known that there are actually also Dawson twins. So we've got Ryan's got brother, Ryan. Scott Dawson on the show. How are you doing tonight, man? Woo! <laughs> I'm doing good, brother. Yeah, it's good to have you here, man. So I didn't explain this to him at all. I said, hey, just come on this show because I didn't want to scare him off. <laughs> We're not that scary. Yeah, Ryan's <laughs> the scariest one, and you already know him, so it can't be that bad. As far as getting banned, I might be the most radioactive, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, so it's not, like, it's not like I've got pictures of... Uh, Vlad and Z and a Zog Bell and base Asian calendar or anything. He's got Putin there, you know. He's got all the yeah. things. I think it's intriguing yeah. to a lot of people that there's another there's a another Dawson out there in the wild. It's a there's bunch a, of us. There's a there's a twin. The fact that there's a twin. Well, I know people always kind of freak out or like, oh wow, there's two of you guys, and they just assume you are the same carbon copy of your brother which you guys know is is bullshit and not the way it works obviously there's many similarities and i've watched some of your videos scott and i'm i hear ryan and then i'm like oh okay that's a little different thing about scott so um for yeah, everyone who's, thank who god. hasn't <laughs> thank god who hasn't seen you or heard you before <laughs> scott what uh what can you tell people about what you do and who you are what i do uh, as far as um what you'd see on here is uh, i guess archaeology and and um 
history or is what I'm about. So we um, started when I say me, uh, me and my wife and a couple of other people from the island where I'm from started a nonprofit called the Crow's Island Archaeological Society, which is the Native American name of the island of Hatteras. Scott, your and, mic's kind of gone on the fritz just when you started talking. He, he's saying the Native American uh, Archaeological Society, Croatoan Archaeological Society, but uh, see if your mic was fine just a second ago. Maybe get closer. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it got the like, cord oh, got fell on your shirt or something. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, I bet Russia did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what CNN told me. <laughs> yeah, I'm Try talking again. I can you hear me? Uh, yeah. try, no. try talking a little more. See, there are there are people worse at tech than me. Yeah. <laughs> it runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on the Outer Banks, man. We only have yeah, Wi-Fi at high tide. That's true. That's true. <laughs> He's in KDH. <clears throat> Move well, to it. That's the garage. Maybe it'll help. <laughs> So Scott was just on a show on uh, it's this Discovery Science Channel in uh, Canada, and I think it's just called Discovery in the U.S. or whatever, about finding a 400-year-old Native American slash British, well, British colony on Native American territory. Yeah, that's, this is where we do our Dawson and Dawson's. Maybe this will clear it up. Can you hear me? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry about that, guys. All right, so for the last 10 years, we've been conducting archaeology on Hatteras Island on uh, what's essentially a Native American site called the Croatoan Indians. And when doing that, we discovered an abandoned English colony that was lost over 430 years ago. So 20 years before Jamestown, 37 years before Plymouth Rock, you had um, an English presence in what's now North Carolina, that farted around for about four years and ended up with the abandonment of 117 people, and um, we found them. So they're they're kind of known today as a lost colony, but in reality, uh, they'd always given clear indication of where they went, and all the historical documents lead to a super obvious conclusion of why they would go there, but there was never any science behind it to prove it so i'm gonna reiterate what you said because your mic is going yeah your mic is still a little something wrong with it i don't know but it's okay i know the story too so a lot of people have heard of jamestown or plymouth rock they usually start with the virginia colony or the one in massachusetts but there was actually one earlier in north carolina and it's sponsored by guys like sir walter raleigh it's the capital is named after the capital now not back in the day and they landed on an island called Croatoan, which is now called Hatteras Island. And they have been missing for 436 years. And Scott and his team of archaeologists from uh, England have dug them up or dug up their you know, belongings and things like that. Let's check it now. That's right. Yeah, try it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Maybe I've had you speak really loud. Does that help? Uh, a little. <laughs> it might just be rough. <laughs> we might not be able to do anything about it. That's all right. I mean, we can understand you. So, so um, as far like the way I was okay. taught, the lost colony 
they had like no idea what happened to it. Some guys scribble or they carved like CROA on a tree trunk. And then there was <laughs> yeah. just a great mystery as to whether they disappeared or they died of starvation or if they were massacred or whatever. So uh, were you able to find any trails as to what had actually happened to them, if they'd actually lived with the uh, natives or anything like that? Or Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what you were talking was a bullshit basically so like <laughs> before even digging into the ground you already know that well i i was thinking in school like this colony is on a knows what that means vanish and act like no one's ever heard this message therefore they're vanished and that the clue is some spooky cryptic thing but in reality and this is from the darkness themselves, from the people who are actually there. All right. Tag, hold on. Tag me in. I'm going to fill that in. <laughs> so he said what you were taught in history was complete bullshit. This and they all. also taught the same same thing in uh, the Carolinas. And they act like, oh, there's this mysterious message on a tree or a stump or whatever. And sometimes it says the whole word Kroatoa and sometimes it just says C-R-O. And that's just that's crap that came from a play basically about the event. And but the historic record shows that they spelled out the entire word on a palisade, you know, right next to where the fort was. And it's not a mysterious thing. It was on John White's maps, for example. It's an island that they had visited prior to going to Roanoke. Roanoke's just another island right next to Croatoan Island. And so there they had had and they had Native Americans from Croatoan with them that had gone back to England and then back to the islands again. So it was not a mystery at all, but they always omit. They start the story in the middle with, Oh, look, we just found this weird word and no one knows what it is. And uh, that's just a flat, flat out lie. Where did the, or what year was yeah, the poem the other thing you're is, talking about written? What year was what? The poem. There's an outdoor play in, in 1937. Yeah, 1937, oh, Paul no, Green did a, uh, an play. outdoor play, which has been going every year, oh, okay. every summer since then. He also did one called The Founders, and uh, he did a couple at the right. King's Theater in Williamsburg uh, about the Founding Fathers and Revolutionary War. So he's a pretty famous playwright for an American. Hey, Scott, why don't you try... Uh logging off and then logging back in again and see if it's any better. It sometimes does something, but I bet it that works. hit settings and change the microphone. It could be like trying to grab it. Oh, well, I think it's his internet connection. It's the mystery of the Croatoan microphone. It's yeah. just where we live, man. Like sometimes yeah, yeah, people yeah. like, why don't you do more shows uh, as your brother? I'm like, cause it's like, 30% chance it's going to work. pretend that's, that's not the IDF scrambling that out there. They got a boat okay, out there. They got the a boat right <laughs> Folks, we got the documents. They got the IDF right off the shores of Hatteras. I know where the Dawson boys and their family <laughs> live, folks. I got the documents on that. Infowars.com. But this it's is like what Reed said. It was in your textbook, like this crap. Like yeah. just made up crap that's borrowed mostly from a play. That'd be like taking the history of Robert the Bruce and William Wallace and all that from the movie Braveheart. Which is a cool movie, yeah. but totally or inaccurate. The <laughs> or yeah, Captain Benjamin Martin of the Patriot. I tend to believe Mel Gibson won the American Revolution. Yeah, dude, I think that's Mel what happened. happened. You know, Roland Emmerich's accurate. There's nothing inaccurate about that movie, right, Dawson? You give, <laughs> you give Mel Gibson a six pack of beer, and dude, 
<laughs> the truth comes pouring out now. <laughs> his, level, his level of base. Yeah. He's always killing again. the British. He was killing them, in, or the English. He was killing them in Braveheart. He was killing them in the Patriot. Yeah, he's he hates those <clears throat> lobster backs. Okay, try talking, this. Scott. <laughs> Yabba dabba dizzle. Oh, that's Ooh, better. Hey, that's yeah, better. better. Kill himself. Right. Infowars. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> all right, while we while we've got a connection with you, Scott, um, <laughs> just give us all the information you want about what you found after you did the dig and everything. <laughs> well, I there it is. <laughs> so, is this working? Can y'all hear me? It is. Yeah, yeah. Tell it's them about the it. digs and the Tudor Rose and all that. So, we started digging back in 2009. And when you do archaeology, you're not treasure hunting. You don't just dig as fast as you can at the bottom to see where you have to go layer by layer and piece. And when we got to about 1640s, um, we had to stop because we, we found um, human remains, and it was and so that took up all the rest of the time. And they had to send the, the human remains off to Raleigh is just part of the part of the. Roots. We never made it out of 1640, but um, we can only dig like two weeks out of the year in spring break when you have, have free labor from college kids. And the second year, <laughs> the same thing happened. We got down. <laughs> Grad students are the new slaves. <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're <laughs> it's engendered servitude. They do it for credits. <laughs> hey, Scott, try uh, shutting your video off and just using your audio. See if that streams better. So if you just uh, end your camera on your end and then just use right. audio, maybe it'll come through better. I'll Let's try see. talking so. again. Yeah, you sound okay right now. So, hi. All right, now All right, I go well, off. We'll see how long it's. Then. All right. So the second year, the same thing happened. We kept running skeletons, so we moved to a different location. We had definitely found the Native American site of Croatone, which is where the colony literally rotated. Went. It's been before and all that stuff that Ryan probably explained while I was gone. So that was it because we found the part of the island where the natives were living, but we hadn't gotten to the 1500 deck because we kept running in the skeletons or whatever. And then eventually, when we moved to a different part of the island, we went down. And this time, in that layer of about 16, we found a couple objects from the 1580s. But when you find it in a layer of the 1600s, you don't know if it was just something that was 20 years old when it got there. Or get there and somebody hung on to it for a while. You know, it's cool, but it's not like perfect science, right? To prove anything happened. Finally, though, we got below that to a layer that was pure 1580s, meaning there was nothing in that layer that wasn't at least that old. The layer you go by the most recent thing. It's like there's four of us right now. If you reach in your pocket and you might have a quarter from the team. That doesn't mean it's 1980 right now, right? So if you drop it in your yard today, it would just be something, you know. It's um, these weird. It was dropped in 2022. But if we kept digging in that area, we'd probably find something 
from this year in it. So that's that's how you know how old a layer is as you go by whatever recent thing is in a big area. So we found a layer. There's not the 1600s at all. We've been getting thousands of these glass tray beads and lead shot and super common items that were everywhere. They all vanished. Became a pure Native American site with and all of that, and then all of a sudden, bang, we start getting all the hey, visible Scott, material. That's uh, you're you're just coming um, to you're you're coming through so choppy. I can like pick up like barely half of what you're saying. So, so. he's saying he got down to the 1600s twice and kept running into skeletons and because of the rules. They have to send those bones off to Raleigh and da 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 da. And finally, they got down to a layer of the 1580s, which is that's. That's when they came. So this is the one they're looking for. Uh, but it's hard to get a specific date unless you get certain key type of items because you go by like whatever the most recent thing is, is, you know, it's at least that old or whatever, <clears throat> because you could have something, an object from earlier that someone held on to and then died with it or whatever. Right. So but when you start finding things like lead or glassware or things that didn't exist in the new world that they have to be British and they're in there with uh, straight line tobacco pipes and things like that. You can start doing the deduction game and getting down to the specific year. Hey, Ryan, can you send Scott my phone number so you can just call me and then I can just put him on speakerphone and we can all hear him. Oh, yeah, sweet. Yes. Yeah, send me your phone number on Skype and I'll forward it. To all you. right. Hey, Scott, I'm going to log you off of here and just send Ryan will send you my phone number and then you can just get us on speakerphone. All right. Here, 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 all right, right we'll try that. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's Meanwhile, true. while Scott is doing that, we've got uh, Lindsey Graham here to give us an update on uh, the Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> Senator Graham, how are things going in Ukraine? Well, hello, Reed. It's nice to see you, and I, I, I'm really, I really appreciate that you groomed your facial hair just for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you got the laugh. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, Ryan. Hey, handsome. How you doing? <laughs> you know, Long I remember time first, Mr. Senator. I remember our first date, Ryan. You know what I carved into the Croatoan tree that you couldn't see? Oh, L G and R D. There's a lot you of things that, you couldn't see. You know what that stands for? <clears throat> Ryan Dawson and Lady Lindsay. <laughs> how, you, how you boys all doing back from Texas? And you know, oh, dude, Texas was incredible. <clears throat> yeah, it sounded like a great time. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was in the beginning. Well, Dawson. <laughs> yeah, Dawson, Dawson was a little under the traveling, weather. Traveling, not so good. He ran into some issues with the traveling. It was a total disaster. Apparently, ended up being almost as bad as Rosie. Saying that number, Ryan. The China got you, Ryan. I heard the China got you. Yeah, the China virus got me for like a day, but then I wasn't allowed to fly home for another six days because I couldn't pass oh, the Rona really? test. So I went God. to Florida. And, Did you uh, see? Base Chad uh, DeSantis when you were down there? Oh no, I didn't. But I, you know, I got to meet Dr. Ron Paul and Daniel McAdams, and I got to see Phil Giraldi again uh, and his wife, and then Scott Ritter and Lou Rockwell. So there was a sad. lot of bass in that room. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. I'm so yeah, glad. You I was kind of surprised there was no drone strike. To be honest, like I like, mean, <laughs> I'm excited to see these two. And I'm like, yeah, well, y'all aren't nothing now. Ron Paul's over there. <laughs> like, screw you guys. Yeah, so screw Ryan's you, like, screw, screw you, Yankees. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, oh, it, was, it was all Southerners. 
Yeah. Well, Louis I mean, Paul, you know, Adams, Ritter, they're all, we're all Southerners. And uh, Mrs. Paul had her cookbook and uh, yeah, she's got some great recipes for Liberty in there. And I think a lot of people like Liberty cookies, sprinkle with Liberty sugar, Liberty chocolate morsels, and a little bit of rebellious streak in that sugar. Hey, Scott, I'm here. I'm going to kill the, I got to make it so you can hear too. Hold on one second. Output. Um... Now this is the first time Brian and Reed got to meet Dr. Paul, right? That's right. Wow. Can you hear them fine, Scott? I can hear them. All right, cool. Can you guys hear him? Yeah. Yeah, hold up, yeah. close. Way, way more clear this time. Yeah. All right. We I'm gonna take these off. It's a lot better. So anyways, ghetto fabulous. Anyway, Scott, you were saying you were uh, finding. Uh, yeah, just go pick so up where you left who, off. That's who really killed JFK. That's the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> he stole my joke, man. We're gonna, wait, we're gonna wait for Dawson's documentary before we can hear that. It was Ruth Payne. <laughs> she was spying on Oswald. With, she was um, involved. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say, Ryan, that she was involved. I don't trust that 90 year old bitch, that Quaker bitch. I don't trust her one bit. I don't want any of her oatmeal. Okay? <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't, how many smile? How many hereditary uh, Tony Collette style smiles she does in the camera? I do not trust her. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm going on mute now. <laughs> I just wanted to. You just wanted to go off on Ruth Payne and then go vampire out, huh? And we finally get to a layer that's pure 1580s, and it's you know 90 percent Native American stuff, and all of a sudden we get a lot of Elizabethan material, which is very exciting because the only um, voyages from England to the New World at all in the 1580s were this missing colony and the um, three military voyages before that, and all of them came to the Outer Banks. So we knew it was either from the so-called lost colony or it was from one of those military voyages. And either way is awesome because they're both, you know, 20 years older than Jamestown and such a cool part of history that we've been reading about, for, you know, for myself, at least 20 years and intensely reading the primary sources. And we're, we're finding gun locks and sword handles and smelted copper and things from those um, people. And we were able to deduce that it was the um, final colony because they're the only one that brought women. The rest of them were all military and, and the, only brought men the other thing about it is the um can you define woman houses <laughs> yeah are you a biologist scott or yeah can you define yeah. what a woman is watching this show <laughs> yeah uh, my dog stepped on a bee um <laughs> I, no, i'm not a biologist but i can still brush my teeth and um <laughs> So, you know, we, we found their houses, we found the daub from the walls, we found a window glass, and the only group that built houses was the one in 1587, which is the Lost Colony. The military guys were living in military field tents because they were never meant to be here for very long. They are just supposed to slit some Spanish throats and steal some ships and, and then come home. But, um, you know, yeah. It, it never really was a mystery if you read the real history, but it was still exciting to get down there and see it, you know, mm -hmm. and see how that colony struggled. You can see where they had these really pretentious glass plates that were turned into glass arrowheads. And we have this machine, it's called an XRF machine. It was invented by Dr. 
Kaiser, Bruce Kaiser. He got the idea from Star Trek and it, he's a particle physicist and he made this machine that I'm not going to pretend to understand exactly how it works, but it shoots a laser that bounces off of any object and goes back into the machine and then you hook it up to a laptop and it gives you the elemental makeup of whatever yeah, it is. When you use it on a piece of glass, you can see the different levels of lead and potassium and silica and whatever. And then from that, they have a data bank and they can tell where in the world the glass was actually made and what kind of glass it was and all of that. So um, we're finding these really expensive kind of pretentious plates, like the most expensive glass they had, which back then is glass was um, kind of a rich person's item. Um, and they have chipped it all into arrowheads because today were worth more because <laughs> they're pragmatic and useful to kill a bird or whatever, then that plate is worthless if you don't have any food to put on it. So you can see how that's happening. You can see the earrings have been shaped into fish hooks, these copper earrings, and you can see where gun barrels, when the gun is no longer working, they've repurposed the metal and they're using it to shape canoes and houses. And all this English stuff is being used to the nth degree because there is no iron and there is no glass and there's um, very little metal of any kind other than a little bit of copper that's native to here. And so all of that stuff is precious. And they're using it over and over and over again. So you can tell that the colony survived for, um, you know, a decade at least. And they just went completely native. There's only huh. 16 women in the colony. That leaves 80-something single men. They're sailors. They're on an island with topless women. You're telling me, you know, nothing happened. <laughs> but, um, they didn't integrate. The, yeah. and, it, and the next person to um, visit Hatteras Island where the Croatoan lived and that's that wrote anything down was a surveyor from um South Carolina, which back then was still all Carolina. His name was John Lawson. And he said there's uh blue-eyed Indians wearing English clothes who told him straight up that their ancestors were white people who could speak out of a book. They even mentioned Sir Walter Raleigh's ships and everything. So th there was never there's never been a real mystery. Like that whole thing comes from fiction, which happens all the time like look at billy the kid or blackbeard or uh king arthur like you name these are real people, but most of what you hear about them is bullshit and this is just another case of that where most of what you hear about this colony is um coming from fiction because anytime history and fiction go head to head fiction always wins if you look at blackbeard's flag for example which is always presented as a skeleton with a uh, horns and he's got a spear stabbing a heart with a, all this crap that comes from a 1920s novel oh and really he takes two <laughs> seconds of research to look at what his flag actually looks like which you have all these depositions from people that were uh, his victims that were robbed by him and they described it as uh, a black background that's the only thing they got right with a death head which is a skull like just a simple head of a skull on black and that's it and then he had another flag that was just all red that they described as just a blood color and yet the, that's something super basic about the man is what his flag looked like what his banner was and 99.9 percent .9 of people have the wrong image in their head because fiction wins fiction always beats fact when whenever hollywood touches something it's forever stained and you're never going to have a voice that's louder and so mean, that, uh, I, Disney's Pocahontas is not accurate. 
John Smith. Yeah. It's such such bullshit and it's really insulting to the Croatoan people to act like they never existed, that the very name of their tribe is some kind of spookadoo word that no one's heard of. When they're mentioned thousands of times in actual primary sources, they even give the latitude of the island, they welcome the English, they fed them, they showed all this love and charity and they get zero credit. Did you guys dig up any nanothermite? Because that would explain the disappearance. That <laughs> narrative has just exploded to where it's to the point of no return. Yeah, and you guys are descendants of the Croatoan, right? Are you related? Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of descendants of the Croatoan, and, pe and people around this um, part of the world have known <clears throat> that um, plenty is bullshit. But if, like, wherever you're from, Ohio, whatever, you don't know that. How could you know that? You just, you're taught in school and you're nine years old. Oh, no one knows this word means. So you just grow up thinking that. And it'd be like someone saying they wrote down Ireland, but no one's ever heard of them. And just a snap of a finger, you just erased all Irish history from the planet. Because that's what they did. Well, by saying that, that, then they can't tell you anything else in school about them if they just said that. Because they're supposed to be non-existent no one even knows what it they don't even tell you it's a tribe they act like the word is some alien you know sound and no one knows what it is at all and some and of john white's illustrations are used to describe the palatin later by virginia yeah. and they're yeah. not those aren't palatin those are croton so scott can i ask you why um we're talking about multiple authors john white richard grimville thomas harriet arthur barlow talking about the croatoan page after page after page interacting with them what their entire religion was how their diet was what they ate how they hunted how their social structure we know all of that all of that is written down and it is all swept under the rug and that is what became lost not a colony what are you yeah. going to say? Yeah. I, I wanted to ask Scott, why is it that that was swept under the rug and why is there still a concerted effort to keep this from people and keep people ignorant and in the dark about the reality of what you've discovered and, and what you know about and have researched? There's two reasons why. One is good old fashioned racism. So if you had a play in 1937, you know, 40 years before true desegregation, and you had the first English that they're so proud of or conquering this wilderness, you know, and they looked at Indians back then as just like part of the wilderness, something else they had to overcome these brave Europeans, whatever. So that's kind of the mindset. If you had them uh, intermarrying with Croatoan and having mixed babies and, and then them finding blue eyed Indians later, which is what happened. They'd torn the stage down. I mean, this is during a day where black and white people couldn't even sit next to each other in the audience. So there's that. And then it made money. And the reason that they still stick with it is one, it's a lot of egg on their face uh, promoted that thing for that many decades, 80 years. And it's all lies, right? There's one more reason too. Tell them who owns uh, Colonial Williamsburg. Tell them who owns Jamestown. <laughs> the Rockefeller family. They own that whole I was going to say Larry Silverstein. Well, they, got a, <laughs> they have a vested interest in Jamestown being first. Because, you know, right. King James hates all his rivals. And so they've written it in like, oh, Virginia's the first colony and it's Jamestown. And they named it after King James, you know, who had the King James Bible and blah, blah, blah. So he's got a lot of sway. 
and the Rockefellers bought it, and tons of money has been dumped into CW, Colonial Williamsburg. And so oh. they have to, they, being number two just isn't as cool. <laughs> like, you can't put yeah. that in. And so they just act like, oh, Roanoke, no one knows what happened. Well, wasn't even Roanoke, was Carl Tone, but it, it's just become a spooky side story. And you see this all the time on the History Channel about other things like, well, were the Vikings really here or the Phoenicians and all this garbage and like ancient aliens? And, you know, like our our entertainment industry from it's much worse than the play, like with these movies and these stupid TV shows are making mysteries where there are none because it's sells. Basically, I know firsthand that they lie. What, you know, so I've been on the History Channel a couple of times. They just asked me to go on a third time, and I said no in a harsh way. But it's because the first two times they lied to me, and then they purposely lied to the whole world. They did stuff that wasn't a mistake that they knew was a lie just to create like more of a mystery or whatever. Yeah. So that's that's how that goes. And I, I did a show with the Travel Channel with Josh Gates that was actually pretty good. They gave a lot of attention to some theories that were stupid, but that's what they got to do, to be fair. And we kind of got lumped into the last 10 minutes, but the section that they gave us was pretty good. But this most recent one um, with the Science Channel, which was filmed by Discovery Channel, they own each other. Now they're merged with Warner Brothers, whatever. I don't even know who's in charge, but they they did a really good job. They did a two hour um, show, like special show, two episodes on just the Croatoan. And it, you know, you never can get everything that you want on TV, but it was really good. They spent um, barely any time with the nonsense stuff from from the mainland, but uh, you know, it, it's a story. We talked about the housing crisis on Hatteras. Just just cause a little bit on it because it is so crystal clear that we're telling the truth and you've got physical evidence to back it up that history and science matter and it, it matters more than what's the most entertaining conclusion like just tell the truth because that's what people want um, yeah. well not enough i guess because that's why they cater it's all about the bottom line and but i thought christopher columbus i thought christopher yeah. columbus found america is that not true no columbus yeah no was i know don't worry yeah, he's in the bahamas <laughs> he, he docked in the bahamas i know, that, I know. yeah i'm aware he also I, I heard, I heard Abe Lincoln was the great emancipator is that not true <laughs> yeah, no, not. christopher columbus <laughs> wanted the same kind of tax exemption that bono from u2 wanted so he offshored it <laughs> right he discovered oh. little St. Jeffries. Now, who was the uh, um, <laughs> who was the fellow who who traveled back to uh, England by boat, and when he came back, they were all missing. That was uh, was that John White? Yeah, that was the governor, John White. So he actually came over in 1585, went back to England, came over again in 87, went back to England, and then came back. The last time he came back was in 1590, because the um, a lot of crap happened. He, he actually got wounded by the French three times. He was stabbed in the head with a pike and slashed in the side with a sword and shot in the butt um, with a um, musket. So he had to recover from that. And then he, he basically just hitchhiked with pirates to get here in 1590. And they spent a month and a half just looting the Caribbean. 
And then they kind of reluctantly went to check on the colony, which he had left on Roanoke Island. And when they got up to the um, near there, they had to get off the ships and get in these smaller boats and kind of go through these inlets to get into this shallow sound where Roanoke Island is. And a bunch of them drowned because uh, crossing the inlets is like ridiculously dangerous on the Outer Banks, but even now. So when the, when those guys drowned, the um, the rest of the crew were like, screw it. We're done. We don't really care about your colony. Because there was a bunch of pirates that were only um, very reluctantly stopping by anyway. And their captain just died and um, six other guys died. But the governor too. gave a great speech and was able to convince them to let him try again. And so he went with 19 other volunteers that agreed with him and they made it through the inlet and they got to Roanoke Island and they saw Croatoan written down, which was like the obvious location anyway, because the three voyages that came before had all lived on Croatoan and interacted and traded with them. And that's the tribe that was keeping them alive. Whereas the tribe on the mainland next to Roanoke Island hated them and had actually killed um two guys the year before and they end up killing one of the colonists too they shot him 16 times the arrows and bashed his head in and they did that because they on the military voyages that came before the colony they murdered that tribe's chief by shooting him in the back twice and cutting his head off they kidnapped children they burned down a village you know um so basically the situation into when they arrived at Roanoke is everyone within a hundred miles wanted to kill them except for one tribe Croatoan, who was at war with the same Indians that the English were at war with so it was like a no shit they would go there already right but then he sees the message and it's like oh well that makes sense goes back to the ships and says it was agreed by him and everybody to go to Way Anchor and go to Croatoan so they do but they don't make it they're driven off by a hurricane and they lose their anchors and the ship's damaged and you remember the guys that he rode over were already pissed they already mutinied once when their captain died and they now that their ship's damaged they are done and they just said we're not taking you any further they went back in a wrecking in ireland so that's kind of it nobody after that ever makes any attempt to go to carlton where they fucking knew they were you know i mean that's yeah. They, you have to also add about Manio and Wanchis. 20th century. Like they didn't even pretend it was like confusing at all. And the queen dies and King James takes over. And James makes peace with Spain. So the entire Tudor line is done. And they tried, they have plots because they want to kill James or whatever. And they had already killed his mom. So that's the thing about when you kill people's moms and then they become the king doesn't work out well for him. So James like went straight through all the tutors. He killed Raleigh, cut his head off, right? So he's got he just went after him and he didn't give two fucks about that colony. So he just left them. He just they're just abandoned. Twenty years later you have Jamestown. But they never made any attempt to go to Croatoan because if anyone was still alive, all of the pearls and tobacco or whatever they had accumulated would have gone to the Raleigh and those guys' heirs. So that's why they're lost. Well, really abandoned. So, but that doesn't matter now. So why not dig a hole in the place where the colony said they went? Just, just to rule that out. Like that would be the most obvious place to look. And wow, 
that's full of Elizabethan material in the village where they said they went, that they da 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 da. Right. It shouldn't be that shocking. But even with all of that, it's still really, really neat to like see it. Like, wow, I'm not crazy. Look, that is a stop house gun lock coming out of the ground right now. That is a Tudor Rose. That is this. That is that. And it's it's gotten now to where we've got right, over a hundred thousand facts. So it's not like a um red herring. I mean, this is yeah. real. We've solved the mystery that really never should have been one in the first place. Right. So that's um neat. Hey, I is a dig that they can't it's on a golf course that was built by John McAfee, who's now dead. Hey, we got a super chat request for uh, Jesse Ventura to weigh in on Juneteenth. What does he have to say? <laughs> All I got to say is this. When I was hunting Predator, I demanded equality in that hunt. I said, Carl Weathers, I want him on my team. And he came on my team. And he's a black man. And he was there and he was qualified to hunt Predator. So I've been a fan of Juneteenth all the way back to hunting Predator. I, I have, with the I have a, I have a, excuse me, I have a Juneteenth fanny pack. Okay, <laughs> I got my Juneteenth vaccine, so I don't ask me about that. How dare you ask me that question? <laughs> I was talking you, about that when I, I was with Dick Marcinko talking about the Juneteenth fanny pack vaccine back in the seventies when I was with the Mongols. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a have you seen the new predator a trailer uh the prey Prey. it's yeah, actually guys... predator and natives i believe yeah that's the is it what tribe are they trying that's to, the croatoans predator killed the croatoans that's what happened no they're the ones in cowboys and aliens eric <laughs> <laughs> there's a exactly. vampire uh something on netflix called croatoan they made it white wolf turned it into a vampire tribe and then another and then i guess twilight turned natives into werewolves that sounds historically accurate it's yeah, not as accurate as cnn yeah <laughs> so uh scott um, <laughs> what what was it like growing up in the dawson household i want to hear some like inside baseball stuff what was, was it just he's trying to get kicked off youtube <laughs> well i mean luckily we were on a isolated islands so we couldn't do too much damage to anyone else but <laughs> i i think there's just a lot of kids in our house all the time because i have um two brothers and a sister so you've already got four and we're kind of located on a, the, a part of the island it was near like everyone and near the beach and whatever so it was just slammed base too our doors like we didn't it was just you know, different. It's the 80s, man. We played outside. So who would you beat up, Ryan, more, or would he beat you up more? No, Which way did it go? Ryan, yeah. see, Who's Ryan more Chad? Make it closer to, like, actual fighting than <laughs> I would. And any time that I fought back, he would just, like, up, up it a little bit more. Uh -huh. And I just was like, man, if I keep going, someone's going to die. So I would just, like, kind of kind of just let him win. And just to end it, because he would Dude. not. Ever. <laughs> right, it's like, like yeah, right. Yeah, that's why he really wanted you to just let that up. Is, that is bullshit. I would beat your ass in seconds <laughs> then and that's now. Because Scott spent all of his time like, chasing girls, and I sat there hitting a heavy bag every day. Out of everyone, like. <laughs> Pretty much always. I can beat the shit out of anybody on that island. <laughs> so 
beat the crap out of like anybody. And it, it wasn't so much like from jujitsu or whatever. He didn't do that crap till like later. This is just just from being, you know, how he is. So <laughs> whatever. I got more pussy though, and that is true. You know that. Yeah, he was chasing girls all the time. My thing was fighting. <laughs> you were born first, but I got back in first. <laughs> I like that. Amazing. <laughs> We live for it. So oh, this is how we get banned. Yeah. So are you like not into politics nearly as much as Ryan? Is it just, do you just let him handle that or do you I'm secretly? Really, I'm the, I don't really like politics because um, it's just, it makes me want to just spit on my hands and hoist the black man. It's so, <laughs> so now we're talking. depressing. I just can't do it. Um, you know, but I listen to Ryan talk about the Iran Contra and nine eleven and stuff, and it makes it makes sense to me. It's just too many, it's too much, man. Like I, I just would rather study, you know, stuff from four hundred years ago. It's kind of safer. Mm-hmm. And planes and Hatteras, yeah. I, I like <laughs> that old parchment paper and people have written with a feather and reading about the trial of John Rackham or whatever. The flight was invented there. It's fun, but it's true. Uh, People are still alive, you know. When you're reading that stuff, you just, just kind of, it's depressing. Yeah. Maybe uh, Scott, this year's holidays, you'll take a pro IDF stance and just see what happens. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Be pro settlements. Yeah. It's not know. easy researching into you know international pedophile rings and stuff. That's not everybody's cup of tea. And yeah. I get it, but I'm just so angry at these fuckers that I'm like, someone has to bring them down. Oh no, it's totally it's it's righteous and, and dignified, and that's why we're all here, man. Big picture, why we're doing what we do. But yeah, I mean, you guys know Scott and Ryan growing up as twin brothers. It's a lot of fun, man. And people assume things about twins, and you don't know, and, t- and you can't know unless you're a twin. So I think it's special, and I think you, it's it's you get awesome. judged by what the other one does, and that's the most frustrating thing. Oh yeah. You, so you ever been asked if you can feel yeah. the other person pain? You ever get detained by the IDF, Scott? Yeah, Scott. So all of all of us have. Uh, I get nervous in airports. So I'm like, man, sorry, I think I'm lying. Chief sitting based. Yeah, chief sitting based. Surf and read about pirates, and uh, somebody's like going to kill me for whatever. Black bag them. Yeah. So so Scott, all three of us, we nothing serious, but we've paid like small social prices for our friendship with Ryan, which has been totally worth it, by the way. I will, I know all of us would say that, but we have like paid small prices. Have you ever like gotten in trouble over something because you're, you're his brother? Has anything serious like that ever happened or? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's unavoidable and I don't blame him for it because people shouldn't, like he's got to be him. Right. And I got to be me. And so I can't really get mad at him for being himself. But hell yeah, man. There was like teachers that had him that I hadn't had yet. And then I had them and they already hated me. <laughs> it was like, you know, that's part of being the twin. I, I think, I mean, you have the twins. So you understand what this is like when you're like walking somewhere and you see somebody that you don't know. But the way that they look at you, you know that they know your brother. And they, they think you're him, you know, <laughs> and the opportunity yeah. is there to really mess with people. And uh, 
I don't know. So I've done that too, but it, I answered I, to Eric today. I Someone called me Eric today. You did what, Ryan? I dumped some girl he was messing with. Oh, <clears throat> I didn't know her. Yeah. That was a sweet, <laughs> cold hearted asshole because I had zero feelings. You stepped in and dumped her when you weren't him. <laughs> He's already with some other girl, so I was like, yeah, oh. I'll, her. Wait, You're like I'll be your baby tonight. Yeah. With, no, what no, check no. is that, Ryan? He's asking. Like a tourist? <laughs> yeah, they were I, tourists. I mean, that, whatever, you know. I don't remember her name. Is somebody near Outer Banks Motel. But OBX Motel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, someone called me. Someone thought I was Eric today, and I totally went. I went with it. I'd be, I'm at the point now. I don't bother correcting people. You know, I just, it's like, if you don't know me by now, you know, that kind of pops into my head. So I feel bad when they do know you and you don't know them. And yep. they know well enough to know that you're not your twin. So <laughs> they definitely know you and you still don't remember them. That's when I pretend to be the other guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. feel bad. Yeah, you shake your you shake your head a lot. You're oh good. How you doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh great to see you. Hey man. Have a have a good one. And um, one what's thing we did. Is, what's that? He's just look at him and be like, oh, "What's your name again?" Yeah. No, I'm not. I I didn't forget you. I'm Ryan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I do that sometimes. Yeah, and then. We, um, we switched classes back in third grade by um, swapping one of our shoes each. So we each had – we had two different shoes, and um, the teacher had no idea for the whole class, but our friends dimed on us. Um, uh, yeah, the friends – yeah, I think we switched classes like once, and it was because we had a baseball game or something, and you had to wear your uniform to school, and – like so, we we would never dress alike. So if we did dress alike, somebody everybody would know something was up. But that was like a built-in excuse to dress alike because of the baseball game. And I remember switching, but like all the kids knew and giggled, and the teachers knew and acted like they didn't. That's what we call a Dawson brother false flag attack. It happens. You have to understand, our grade only has two classes, so it's like the other class. That's it. Just you know. thirty kids the whole grade, forty maybe. Hey, I know what that's like. I <laughs> had twenty-seven kids in my graduating class. So we had K through yeah. twelve in all one school. That's yeah. still less than a Mormon class on the Mormon <clears throat> compound. It's like yeah. one family of redheads. Yeah, that's that's less than Warren Jeffs' bedroom. You know. Wait, what, uh, Ryan? What do you call a, a flock of redheads? Is it a like you got a you know how all the animals they got like a a murder of crows and a flock of geese and uh, whatever, but what's a red? What's a group of redheads called? Hell, <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say, Scott? I said Seoul, Korea. Seoul, Korea. Oh yeah, so lots of redheads. South Korea has the fewest number of redheads in the world. It's because the capital is called Seoul. Japan has the second fewest redheads in the world, and that's probably because it nicknamed their land of the rising sun. (sighs) Oh, actually, Ryan, this is a good excuse for you to read your little uh, soliloquy that you wrote there. Oh, let me bust that out. Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty profound. This is um, 
<laughs> I was, I think I was talking to Dan McAdams about religion because I had quoted the book of John because I like what it says. He's like, oh, an atheist uh, quoting Christianity are coming my way. And I said, <clears throat> from an epistemological point of view, I know that I don't know. So I say that I'm an atheist because I'm not an active believer in the cosmological claims found in popular faiths. From a moral perspective, though, I've always found this to be more useful uh, realm of theology than the scientific claims. And Jesus is my homie. Few writings last thousands of years and still hold value. The only way that happens is if it's actually correct. I also draw from Shinto faith in Japan and even some parts of Islam. But I do agree with my native brothers about the earth, though. We are not on the earth. We are of the earth, like a giant cell, all living systems connected, all except for redheads. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was to get the redhead joke in there. <laughs> that was a long game. Like <laughs> One time I explained Roger Penrose and the anesthesiologist uh, long thing about microtubules and the axons of the brain and how consciousness works just to go back and say, you know, redheads need 25% more anesthesia to go under than others because the gaps in the axions at the end of your neurons is wider, which means it's longer than uh, what the short distance you would need to have for the collapse of the wave function for indeterminacy, which means it's computation all the way down, which means they have no free will or soul. <laughs> Science. Another long game. Yeah. It's true. No, that is that is true. Redheads are mutants and they really do need more anesthesia to go under because they're not conscious like other people. They're just computers. Oh, poor horsemen just lost all their ginger fans. Bye yeah, guys. One of them. <laughs> it's actually funny to pretend to be prejudiced to redheads when you're red green colorblind. Ah, I didn't know that. You can still see red though, like but that but redheads don't have like Spider-Man red hair. They have like a reddish hair, right? You can still smell them. You don't like reds, but you love Putin. What's what's the story with that? Yeah. Yeah. He's red, white, and blue. He stands America, you know. Dude, Putin so, three hour speech. Didn't look like he had cancer. So Scott, who who's your least favorite poet or like playwriter or whoever who has like uh tainted history so one of the first i'd say when i first started learning about this was with uh, uh longfellow with um i think it's longfellow he wrote the midnight ride of paul revere right um and how historically incorrect yeah. that is but it's just what catches on yeah, and prescott did and at least paul revere did some of the ride like this lie about the the man if you start studying native american history anything from cluster to the crow's home it's all bullshit man when you go back and read the real sources it's always like really 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 slanted and you had you used to have that against um african americans and women more but they had reform and they had movements and that what that never really happened for natives you had russell means was the closest thing and and so the history is still really screwed up and it's uh, not today. I don't think it's being done in an overt, like hateful way. They're just kind of repeating shit that they don't even know is wrong. Right. And there needs, there needs to be an effort to go back in and like, hold on, let's re-examine Custer, for example, and go through and see what really went down and then teach that. And, and, but it needs to be done across the board from, you know, Columbus straight through. 
They're still and finding boarding school graves and stuff. I mean, this <laughs> philosophy called the it, it actually began kind of in the 30s and died, and now it's back again. It's called seeing history from the bottom up mm-hmm. instead of from the top down. And uh, I forget the the famous poet <laughs> that wrote um, that that the first couple lines you guys will probably recognize it says who built the seven temples of thebes and it goes on it says the books are full of the names of kings that they hauled a couple of granite and whatever and it's this poem that's kind of saying how when we look at history we look at the kings and the governors and the the top the rulers on down and a lot of that especially when you get back like prior to 1800 most people were illiterate so you don't really get to see the feelings and thoughts of the poor and uh, that's especially true the further back you go and i think that with native americans that because they didn't have reading and writing and then when they did it was even smaller percentage that did that um than english-speaking people you don't really get that side told and um everything is just very much one perspective and we do have to make an effort i'm not like some off the wall liberal woke person at all this is me being real as somebody has just studied history it really is slanted like it actually that's not just some woke bullshit like it really is wrong it happens both directions too because with native history it's either overly romanticized or overly demonized it's never just the truth. It's always like, oh, look, they are all egalitarian, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's bullshit. Or it's uh, they're just a bunch of primitive eight people, whatever, which is also bullshit. It's always like one extreme or the other. Animals or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, you know, I guess um, I don't really have a, a least favorite poet or whatever. I would say the thing that is bastardized history the most is the History Channel. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick something. They're the worst ones. Um, without question, they're worse than the other networks like them. They are way by far the least accurate and have done a lot of damage to um, all kinds of history. So probably them. Vikings, too, are another group that get lied about more than anything, I would say. Yeah. And and that's happened, too, now because of these shows with shield maidens and all this ridiculous stuff. And I don't know. There's just not enough Norsemen around to be like, that's not us. That didn't happen. You know, Um, the take is this happens with conspiracy stuff, too. Like when dealing with September 11th, for example, the kook movement is one. Like you you cannot bring that subject up without some retard that denies airplanes or, you know, the bomb in every window and and. I just wrote a piece about kookification, but you don't even have to go back 400 years. Like stuff that we were alive and witness happen has already gotten kookified. Every time there's a school shooting, there's going to be a crowd that says it's fake and crisis actors, whatever. Anytime there's a contrail, somebody's going to say it's a chemtrail. Anytime uh, it's like everyone's got their little interest group in to start kookifying things. To the point where, I mean, look at this war in Ukraine. It's been nothing but deception. The second yeah. one up is nothing but deception. But when it gets corrected, like, oh, we went to war for oil. And like, no, we didn't. It, it's worse. But uh, you'll just be shouted down because that's the narrative that goes around because that's what gets amplified on YouTube and Twitter and stuff. And they 
turn the other volume down or completely off. And so how do you get the real history out there? Yeah, I, I just think more people are willing to look at, at the other information, though, Ryan. I think people are hungry for it, like the work you're doing, Adam Fitzgerald. Um, you know, we try to talk about it as much as possible, the real evidence, the actual evidence. And, um, you know, I think I think you get across to people when you say there'd be no paper trail back to the Malaysian summit or the CIA without Flight 77 hitting the Pentagon. Right. And if people really, really actually think about that and it, and it resonates with them. You hear me say it. But you know what I mean? Like my voice is like this compared to loose change. It's, it's reached millions with Alex Jones and all that. So it's taken 20 years to undo the damage that they did in like two weeks, you know? Um, hey guys, I just want to uh, shout out Adam Fitzgerald because he hit 2,000 subscribers on YouTube today. So Hooray. Uh, hey, Adam, my videos too. Yeah, I love you, Adam. <laughs> um, hey, if you guys don't know Adam, uh, you can find his under the channels page on my YouTube channel. He's listed in the top section there. Go follow him and subscribe. He does a lot of great stuff. So I want a symposium of uh, Nelson Martin and Adam Fitzgerald, maybe Kevin Barrett and myself, like a little round table, 9-11 stuff. But I think like, you know, 13 people would understand what we're doing. Because yeah. the we you know, there it is a complex thing. So is the Kennedy assassination, and like, if yeah. you're in it and you know all these names and you assume knowledge, and like the Jackmans have fun talking about Kennedy with me, but a lot of people will be like, "Wait, who is that again? What is that?" It's just you need a course almost. Yeah, I, I try to break it down for people too, Ryan, because um, I just watched this fantastic brand new documentary. Carol Baskin on the grassy knoll. Carol Baskin, fucking bitch. <laughs> Carol Baskin fired the fatal headshot from the sewer, fucking bitch. But um, no, I just watched a great documentary, Ryan, called uh, The Assassination of Mrs. Payne, uh, written, directed, and produced by Max Good. Um, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, this guy's been working on this. That book to me, or the, <coughs> sorry, that documentary, too. Said, Which one, Mrs. Payne's Garage? Mrs. Or? Payne, and then I guess you guys talked to her recently, huh? Mrs. Payne and the Assassination. I'm sorry, who recommended that to you, Ryan? Eric. Oh. No, I haven't talked to Ruth Payne. No, <laughs> I doubt she would want to. She's going to be ninety this year. But um, we talked to uh, Aaron Good. Is that? Is that oh, okay, is that's that, what it was. Yeah. So Aaron Good is not related to Max Good, who made the Mrs. Payne film. But um, Aaron Good has his own podcast and called American. What's it called, Eric? American Exception or American think, Exception? Yeah, yeah, and he does fantastic work. He works with Oliver Stone and uh, Jim DiEugenio, who's done some of the most the best gold standard oh, yeah, research. Exactly. Yeah. Autographed book for so, me, and I wanted. I wanted I'm to the ask, one to put him on the Israeli trail. By the way, that was my fault. Well, well you know that could be a whole other thread, but um, that, the roof, oh, the he roof. had. Uh, he's got some great books. But I was at his house. Actually, there's a good interview I did with him. Well, actually, no, there isn't. They got rid of my YouTube, but um, there was a video I did with him. I guess it's still an ANC report. It's about two hours, and he's solid and. uh yeah, we're working yeah. on getting him on Jackman Radio, Ryan. Maybe you could join us for that. I, I can – he knows me. I can get him on for you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's done – he does really great book reviews and film reviews when anything comes out about the Kennedy assassination. He's just – he's torn Gerald Posner, a new asshole, so many times that uh, – who even knows? Oh, so very I, good I, on DeMorne Shield and not that whole segment of it, too. Before we <laughs> totally go down the chase. Scott back. Yeah, we have Corn Pops Revenge. I wanted, I wanted to ask together. The one what? The one that I did with Ryan with um 
I think that's what he called. Ryan, what is the name of that um, show where you talk to Corn Pop? Oh, <laughs> it was right after Corn Pop's Revenge. Uh, I think it. Mm, I think I just said uh, I'm talking to Corn Pop, like, but it was Scott was Corn Pop. It was really funny. And for, from that time on to now, they be going pop pop. He's a tough but, guy, Ryan. Hey, look, KK, <laughs> let me tell you something. He's not as real as he goes to Kiev. <laughs> actually, knows how to wash my back, okay? Tucker Carlson don't know what he's talking about, man. All right? <laughs> I learned a lot come about shower, Come shower with Daddy. The hair used to stand up in my legs, and the kids would go. I learned about roaches that day when I was a swimming lifeguard, and I had to wash the chlorine off from the pool, and that's where uh, Hunter and Ashley came in, and that's why they got addicted to crack. I <laughs> thought it was Parmesan cheese. <laughs> Parmesan DiGiorno. So I wanted to, um, Scott, when Ryan, I, I just saw Abby Martin of Empire Files just did a great little documentary about the uh, victims of Wounded Knee, members of the Lakota tribe, and their remains yeah. and some of, some of the artifacts from that being at an obscure Native American um, museum in Massachusetts. And then that pulled the thread of more people who collect remains and artifacts and all that sort of stuff from massacres or just, you know, Native Americans that aren't properly dealt with and buried. So I wanted to get your take on that and, and why you think there is such such a, a fetish for some people to, to have that. Kind I of wish stuff. you would talk to one of us about that. Yeah, yeah. It's you illegal know. to touch the bone to um, remove, right. the bone, you know, at all. Like you can't keep that as a trinket or whatever. As far as the artifacts go, um, they should go on display and, and not in some closet. I mean, it's fine if you're some farmer and you found an arrowhead and you took it home, whoop de do. But if you're going out and like metal detecting and trying to, to, and you're going to known sites, so that's your one, you're ruining the archaeological record for future science. And it's just kind of, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really, I don't like it. You know, what we're doing is with a professional team and everything is, um, goes into the records. We're like honoring the tribe and telling their story and everything goes on display and we've worked it out to where everybody can see it for free. So you can't really beat that, but yeah, that, you know, there's, um, there's all kinds of laws. I, I think all 50 states, it's illegal to touch the bones. I'll tell you. Um, Can I tell a funny story before you get into that? There was, um, Scott mentioned Russell Means earlier from Lakota. He lost to Ron Paul by one vote for to become the Libertarian candidate in 88. Really Chad guy. But some of his compadres, Dennis Banks, who's famous in AIM, the American Indian Movement, and Mary Moore, uh, who is – pregnant during the second siege of wounded knee um <clears throat> took a shovel went to this archaeologist like grandmother's grave and started they weren't really digging but they just started patting the ground and stuff like what are you doing he goes well i thought i'd dig up your grandmom you know for science <laughs> <laughs> yeah that put it into that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, spe specifically what Abby Martin was talking about. So it's, I think, Scott, this is what you were saying. This museum in Massachusetts, in Barrie, Massachusetts, um, is accused of violating the Native American Graves and Protection Act and hoarding objects stripped from Lakota people killed in the 1890 Wounded Knee Massacre. The museum is said to hold the largest known collection of objects from the massacre, spanning around 100 pieces, including human remains like scalps and locks of hair. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're not allowed to take artifacts from a grave either. Like when we when we found um, natives, it wasn't on purpose. First of all, it's not like we're going to some known site and digging up graves. This is, um, hey, where on the island did this tribe live? Because we're trying to get them back in the history books so they're not some word on a tree and that's it. And we're just trying to find pottery and pipes and that kind of thing. But when you do find um, skeletal remains, you got to, if it's a flex burial or something obvious and you know it's a native grave, you have to notify the state and let them know about it. But then you can just respectfully rebury them, say a few words, and anything that's down there with them, some hematite hatchet or some, what anything at all that is with them in that grave is left there. You can't take it. Not that we would even think about doing that anyway. Like that shouldn't even have to be a law, but it is because some people don't care. But, um, you know, even if it wasn't a law, in San Francisco, you'd have to make a law to say you can't have sex with a corpse. I mean, I don't look at it any different than if we found a coffin and with some black or white dude in it and he had like his fishing pole with him. I would never take the fishing pole. I'd leave it there. Right. You know, it's there. They were buried with it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I agree with that law <laughs> is what I'm saying. And yeah, it's broken all the time. You're not, you're supposed yeah. to do a geological survey before you build anything. Um, right. And they and you're relying on the people doing the construction to tell them themselves when they do hit a big burial and then they're going to lose their project. And so they don't report it. And it, a lot of that stuff just gets pushed to this corner and reburied. And um, I saw that happen a lot. And that's how I kind of knew where to go. It's like, well, let's go to the woods next to that house since they already ruined that area. It's probably maybe it extends over here. And I was watching that go on for years and it sucks um and all you can do is try to get in there and, and salvage what you can through archaeology before it's underneath some pink house or whatever because the way that it, it you know we're on an island it's getting developed like a motherfucker and um it, that's how the, it is at the entire coast of the united states anywhere there's an ocean you're going to have people that want to build massive 26 bedroom house with a pool there so that's been going on and um you're not gonna be able to stop that kind of money so you just gotta outrun them and <laughs> find a lot that before they do and get permission and, and dig and get all you can before they wreck it um we've, we found a, a midwoodland site from about the year 500 bc it has nothing to do with the colony but we were still piecing it together and trying to learn what we could we came back the next year and there was a septic field there and uh house being built you know uh we so. got a we got a question here from adam fitzgerald uh throws in 10 bucks says question for scott is there any credence that the lumbee tribe are descendants from the croatoans not really so the lumbee tribe are native americans that live in north carolina um and they're they're nowhere near the outer banks and with that idea was kind of pushed on them um, in 1885, when they're doing you know, every hundred years, um, that we call it centennial, whatever they were trying to go like, uh, it's hard to explain. Basically, no, they're, uh, um, a combination of Tuscarora and Cori and Machaponga and all these other different hodgepodge of tribes, kind of like the Seminole. So there are a bunch of different tribes from North Carolina, but Croatoan's not among them. 
because the Croatoan tribe continued to live year round on Hatteras Island for centuries. And um, we know that because there's records of it. And they, they never left and went inland to Lumberton. It's just a lot, a lot of tribes have tried to attach themselves to this story because it's a kind of a romantic thing. But um, no, this different language, different religion. It's, it's the only thing they have in common with Croatoan is skin color. It's basically like Russia and Ireland or something like they different language and everything. So no, they have no connection. And a lot of the Lumbee themselves will tell you that. Um, they they're like, oh, yeah, we know that. It's just a few that believe it. And um, that but that idea was has been um, pushed hard because then you can make the colony lost again because if they went inland and this isn't just inland this is like five hours in a car away and we're talking about on foot so they just walked by like nope don't like this river let's go to the next one like 20 times and then settle over there it just doesn't make any sense plus um well you we mentioned know, the Tuscarora they're trying to erase them the southern they're still there you know, they're still island now so might be one family from the Lumbee that has some connection to Hatteras because like one lady or guy moved there, but there was absolutely never like a mass migration, you know, where the whole tribe packed up and started over over there. There's no record of that whatsoever. Eric, you want to do your impersonation that was requested? Oh, Ron, Ron wanted Dave Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's tough to do it out of the cold. You know, we're joined here by my boy, Reed Coverdale, host of The Naturalist Capitalist. The <laughs> Reno reset was a big, big, it was a big victory. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I, you know, I said, why don't we, why don't we nominate a libertarian? Bill Weld's not a libertarian. I don't think that that's <laughs> controversial to say that. He's on there sucking Hillary Clinton's dick. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but there is footage of Bill Weld engaging in certain activities Full with Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Certain, yeah, yeah. Bigger than Michelle Obama. What, what, what book did Scott Horton write? Mike, you know what book it is? Yeah. Uh, Time to end the, the war in Afghanistan by Scott and, Horton. And oh, you, you got to do the, you I, do the I, and talk about the Bin Laden. I'm the night. guy. Who, I'm the guy who wrote the book enough already. Time to end <laughs> the war in Afghanistan. And look, Reed, the Bin Ladenites, they met with Kathleen Kennedy at Disney. They were going to wokeify Luke Skywalker no matter what. They were like, we can't have Luke be the hero in The Force Awakens or Last Jedi. And they didn't. <laughs> All the Bin Ladenites came in with the Trotskyites, and they said Luke's not going to be the hero. He's going to be sucking blue milk out of a teat of a, a bantha on an island that's made out of soy. And that's so what they did. That's what they did. They did that. Anti-war dude. Yep. Yeah, that's Scott Horton. We love Scott Horton. The guy who wrote Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terror, financed by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> that guy eats Neil Kong's for breakfast. Yeah. Fine. Hey, Mike, that's, that's pretty good. Scott Horton needs a Diet Coke sponsor. That's yeah. pretty good. Scott didn't even know his name, and he knew who you were who you were pretending to be. That's pretty good, Mike. So. Oh, good. That is good, yeah. I love Lord Lord Horton. Is, uh, I listened to him on, um, before the uh, Ukraine war, and he was – gave a really compelling argument about how this wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I know. And then, like three weeks <laughs> later it did. And then I'm like, I wonder what he's going to say now. So I listened to him again and 
he didn't he didn't back he admitted you know i was wrong about whatever but he said, uh, i was wrong I, for the first time ever <laughs> <laughs> well i mean his uh, his arguments made sense I, I think he was just wrong yeah but um hey whatever I, I, i'm with him i, I was wrong too yeah, me too. Maybe a lot of us were wrong. Dan McAdams, tons of people. We, we're mean, willing to admit that we were wrong about that. Though. I got yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah. But so I can understand why a lot of people got it wrong because it it wasn't going to happen until they rolled out heavy artillery on the 17th of February and started hitting Donbass. Then it was inevitable. Uh-huh. But it's hard. It's like, no, they couldn't be that stupid. But I'm thinking, wait a minute, it's government, so they, they could. are that stupid. They just, if you look at the oligarchs that are really behind the war and how much prep and time they put in to get this going, you knew it was going to happen. But if you're looking at it from the perspective of like what the leadership is saying, is it like look at all the, they're lying? Okay, the, yeah, they didn't the have a Maidan coup for fun. Okay, they're not pushing and shelling Donbass for eight years to not go to war with Russia, right? right? It's yeah. gonna happen. Well, I mean, even even the Pope has had to come forward and say, "Well, you know, it might be something to all that everything that's going on, provoking the bear and spending all this money with NATO." I mean, even the Pope has kind of said recently <laughs> that you know, yeah. yeah, there's been shit going on. You know, what does Lindsey Graham think about the Roanoke Colony? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what I think about them. I love their loincloths. <laughs> I love those. I love the loincloths. I want to know who designed those because my sister wants some. Asking for a friend. <laughs> asking, asking for a friend. My first lady, a.k.a. my sister, who gives me all my makeup advice. <laughs> He's so far in the closet he can see Narnia in his rearview mirror. <laughs> so that. far in his own end zone that he can see his own end zone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's sniffing paint off the field post. <laughs> field goal post. <laughs> We love Lindsay. We've had a lot of fun with Lindsay, Eric. Dude, remember when him and Andy Carr and Jeff Bush came out with the big neocon at your college? That was remember everything. That, that was, was everything. everything. Can you talk about boots. Look, Ryan, I wish it was. An, I wish we could send Tom Cruise over there and L. Ron Hubbard to bomb the shit out of him. If there was, I'd do it. If there was another way to do this Top Gun or Bottom Gun style, I'd do it. <laughs> we gonna have to shine them boots gonna take boots what's the, the chick that looks like the 101 dalmatian uh Back nancy close yeah cruella de vil yeah yeah ice <laughs> cream she, she was in chinatown saying hey come over here bring it bring, bring it over here and i said we're gonna shut it down what'd you say she looked like a drunk crab apple had a nut sack taped to it or something like <laughs> her face <laughs> Guys, I just I just had a moment here where uh, Ryan Dawson's brother doesn't even know Nancy Pelosi's name, and it, it just made me think. Like, I mean, no, he Ryan... does. He was setting up a joke. Oh, okay. He, oh, you are yeah, okay. I know Never mind. Who that chick is, but all right, she does look like the bad guy from the Dalmatian movie. Yeah, Cruella, <laughs> skinning she's puppies. Nancy Pelosi's a very nasty lady, and she's a horrible, wretched, warmongering cunt bag like Liz Cheney. Believe me. <laughs> Both Liz Cheney's. I had to. Re- I had to revisit Chuck and Nancy in the White House with uh, Mike Pence and Trump. Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, that was for that was basically your question there, Eric. What was the question? Do you think DeSantos will run with Tulsi Gabbard or someone? Oh, man, I would. I'd love to see that. Well, a lot of people. 
Oh, sorry, Scott. Go ahead. That was that was my question. Like, or do you think DeSantos will run at all? Yes, I think he's gonna run. <clears throat> he's gonna uh, rerun for governor. People, people want it. Yeah, he's definitely rerunning for governor uh, and get reelected. But that could set him up nicely for twenty four. I think it really just comes down to how damaged the Emir will be from the January sixth bullshit and how people will perceive him for going on about the election fraud and all of that. And who's going to look stronger and more viable between him and DeSantis. And then I tell this to people, a lot of people forget that Tulsi and Ron DeSantis served in, they were both elected into Congress together in the same class, elected in 2012, started serving in 2013. So they were in Congress together for a few terms, both Iraq war veterans, you know, military, big, big, a lot of respect amongst people, you know, in the military and that sort of thing. So I don't know how close of friends they were, but I could certainly see if, if DeSantis, you know, got the nomination or had a lot of influence in the 2024 primary, um, that he would probably at least consider uh, listening to Tulsi or having her as an advisor, a national security advisor, foreign policy advisor, something like that. Um, but as Make far her as queen like, of Hawaii. I mean, yeah, 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 foreign policy advisor would be good because he sucks on foreign policy. So, so, I do oh, want Donald Trump to be the new press secretary. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to come out here. We're going to talk about Chelsea Gabbard and King DeSantis. She's doing great. But um, no, uh, Scott, a lot of people talk about DeSantis and Tulsi teaming up or being some kind of ticket. Uh, I, I can yeah. just say it would be a massive improvement from fucking Chocola and Brandon, for sure. <laughs> yeah, she's a different I, party, I, though. I listened to her on, um, but she was on Rogan for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't, I don't know, I watched the... Um, the debates and uh, a little, you know, I don't get into it like Ryan, but I did at least watch that, and she seemed like the least bad one. You're not wrong. Oh, yeah, she, yeah no, she was. She was the best out of all all of them, and, and that's how um, Reed and I know each other. We both worked on her campaign here in New Hampshire. I worked on her campaign for a year and uh, got to know her. I know her really well, and she's genuinely a good person, and she does care about the United States. And I think big picture, she's pretty much on the same page. I agree. Her skin was glistening. Wait, is that not what you said? Like that, that was like in shape and into exercise, like and eating healthy. That could be like a leader and a role model. Like that would be amazing. Have somebody that was that could like go up a flight of stairs and. Not fall. not not fall off a bike. Oh no, Tulsi do fucking laps around anybody running for president. Like Ron Trump's Paul not. can still ride a bike in his eighties. Like do Ron Paul talking about riding a bike? Well, you can come down a Texas summer here. I'm eighty-seven years old. You can come and bike ride a Texas summer. Damn it, Adams. We are riding a bike around in Texas heat. I challenge you to come try and ride with me. You probably won't be able to do it because the federal service is spending so much money. Dude, that I bet, is, his, I bet his bike is made of gold. Of like you can golden brackets that they stole from Raiders of the Lost Ark when Rand was there with the Dunboss. I was there, Dad. Thank you. I did get that gold. We gave it to you, and he rode on the bike. <laughs> they did not. Doctor Fauci couldn't even see that because he got long, his long COVID. Even though he's got seventy-eight boosters, he still continues to get long COVID. And I think there needs to be some accountability about that. And I think. People who work for Pfizer should have to talk about or at least divulge where their money comes from. I don't care if I'm talking to a screen or I'm talking to a booster or or maybe even a boop boop in the arm. I want to know where that money's coming from, Mr. Fochi. No amount of coughing can bring you back from that. Did you all see how he got COVID the day before he was supposed to talk to Rand Paul at another hearing? 
Yeah. Dude, Rand Paul's just been fucking crushing it. Can we just all like admit that? Can we stop? Oh, yeah. that Rand Paul yeah, sure. hasn't been fucking crushing it on this issue. Especially and has the, been the, the vanguard the only one. on this issue. The only one who's been good on it, you He's know? Like, oh, Rand, I'm not, I'm not going to answer that, Rand, okay? I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> Dr. Paul, you're wrong. My wife's, yeah, you just you wrong about that. It's dangerous disinformation. I'm going to pull my wife's hand out of my asshole. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Whatever. Mike, you're uh, circles around him, dude. Mike, your Ron has gotten really good. I can tell you've been practicing. You know, I did I did Ron Paul. Uh, I started impersonating Ron Paul in 2006 when I first met him at his his very first New Hampshire house party. Um, where we were surrounded by a lot of guns, but I never felt more safe. More guns equals less crime. This is one thing Sanudo has gotten right in New Hampshire, folks. That since they did the, the concealed permit, the concealed carry, crime has actually gone down. Google it, Larry Solomon's in building seven bullet. But um, yeah, the, the Ron Paul in 2006 is different than the Ron Paul in 2020. Um, yeah, I mean, because you know he's he, he's aged like a, a little bit, not much, maybe like that, maybe like that much. He's crispy. I mean, he could probably. I saw Paul McCartney play a three-hour show, and I could probably see Rand, Rand Paul or, or no Ron Paul do a three-hour show for Liberty and probably not break a sweat. That was the most shocking thing in Texas. Like, I didn't know he was six foot five. Rand's like, yeah. Chad. No, he's taller than you think. He is. He's he is, definitely he, taller than He's you got think. big hands and, you know, he can bench press 900 pounds. Mm-hmm. He taught yeah. Chuck, Chuck Norris how to kick. That's what I heard. What about the photo of him for Father's Day, Eric, of uh, him and Rand on the bike and, and, and oh. Congressman Ro- Dr. Ron Paul is wearing his, his uh, military outfit? Everything, dude. Little little baby Rand and, and Dr. No, just Americana. Yeah. He used to sprinkle a little bit of gold in my cereal. That's why I can't get long COVID. Because there was gold in my cereal and my cornflakes. Silver. Yeah. <laughs> colloidal silvers. I put colloidal silver in Rex's, okay? You can get you get a, a jar, a, a toothpaste tube without Infowars.com. Save Infowars. Uh, Sandy Hook bankrupt Infowars.com. We need the money, okay? I'm not worth 100 billion. I'm worth like 5 million. It's not that much. <laughs> Is that coming tangy tangerine? <laughs> oh, we got, we got Tang. We got Stanley Cooper talking about Tang. We're going to talk about room 237. We have all that there, Ryan. Infowars.com. <laughs> Right, Scott's like, right. what did I sign up for? Done. Hey guys, uh, Scott's got to go. Say, say again, Scott, just so everyone can hear it. Yeah, well, thanks, man. And I, uh, I go down to Ocracoke Island. Uh, I, I moved back. I was living out west for a while, but I moved back out here. I've been down there several times. We'll have to meet up sometime and grab a drink uh, or something. Yeah, I think we're gonna film something there next. Oh yeah. Scott, tell them your, your uh, new Pirates Handbook and where to get it. Oh, yeah, it's called um, – <laughs> well, it, it's not even out until Tuesday, but it's called Dark Waters, the true story of Blackbeard, the King of Pirates. Really long name. But, yeah, just that, I guess, comes out Tuesday. And uh, it's about the, the Hall of Fame Pirates, you would, you would say. Sweet. Although most people, if you ask them to name a pirate besides Blackbeard, they can't. But, Congress. But it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Congress. <laughs> I know two black. Uh, I know two pirates: Blackbeard and Edward Teach. Thank you very much, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, well, one of the characters in Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, is the fifth one. He's Blackbeard. Edward. And, uh, yeah, that all of the documents call him Edward Thatch, except for two. Yeah. There's a Boston newspaper that says Teach once 
And in the trial of Stead Bonnet, which is another pirate that sailed with him, he's referred to as teaching that one of the times. Mm -hmm. Well, you're living in a that they're living in a day where there was no universal spelling. So people would spell like Woods Rogers name is spelled three different ways in the same document. That's somebody's name. That was a naval officer. So we don't know his name was. <laughs> Let's see. We got Sam Bellamy. That's a pirate, right? Yeah, Sam Bellamy. Captain Blackbird for a little while, too. Captain Kidd. Um, yeah, he's earlier. Kid Rock. Kid Rock, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I used to know all sorts of them when I was a kid. Well, thanks, well, Scott, for coming on. Is there any... Uh, all right, go ahead, Eric. I was going to say, Scott, I definitely want to have you and Ryan on Jackman Radio with Mike and I, and we can do a, uh, we can do a twin bonanza extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Sounds good. I'm down. So... All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah thanks, Scott. By saying, um, go to hell, Richard Pearl. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fuck Lincoln. I agree. <laughs> Richard Pearl is the worst. Neo That's a real Dawson way to end things. Fuck Richard Pearl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck uh, Ladine, too. Fuck him, too. I made a hate Richard Pearl holiday. That's going to be a great day when he shuffles. Dude, Ryan, no offense, but I think your brother chose like the more peaceful route. <laughs> like I, I'm just like imagining like just digging stuff up and researching history instead of like rape rings and shit. It must be so much more. <laughs> yeah, but he also worked as a bouncer at a bar and like beat the fuck out of people. So <laughs> So you say yeah, he's so. Chad? <laughs> well, I can't I mean I'm guilty of lots of fighting myself, but I'm just saying, like, we're not peaceful people. Yeah, well, that's part of part of his his nickname from the Texas trip. Uh, he's now yes. chief sitting base. Quite a bit of rape and murder in the Indian history too. Look up Ralph Lane sometime. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, nothing like Epstein. Oh God, Cactus. <coughs> I'm Cactus glad I mean, that would be horrible. So, guys, okay. I should uh, bring up that uh, two days ago the UK approved the extradition of Julian Assange to the united states so i'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that um ryan do you know is there any like i mean what's the best case scenario at this point is there any hope for anything or you kind of given up at this point well he's got two more shots at appeals but it just it's not going to matter like the state and i'll just call it the state because it's all of them they're 100 percent against them and what's he even held on right hacking and the main witness against him admits he made it up that we all know why he's really there because he told on the government for their crimes. He didn't reveal government secrets. He revealed government crimes. Yeah. And that'll get you in trouble because the yeah. world is run by criminals. There's, e- there's even still some, in, some politicians in Australia who are actually trying to get him to not be um, sent back to the U S where he's surely going to get the book thrown at him. So Good on them. I don't think it's going to do much at this point, but he'll still rot in jail in Australia. You know what I mean? Like he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be in jail at all. No, he should be freed immediately. He should be freed immediately. And there's never I've never seen an issue with a more clear divide between the politicians and the public. Almost the entire public, right, left, center and normal uh, want him out. Like what did he do? He you know he admitted the crimes we did in Iraq and Afghanistan and like well did we do them? Yeah. Then he told the truth. What's wrong with that? But every politician on both sides of the aisle are like let him hang, right? 
Only yeah, if you, Tulsi, Sarah Palin, who's you know not a politician anymore. Massey, um, that was incredible. Yeah, she's Ryan. Ryan, she's running for Congress, man. She won the nomination. Oh well, she had been of, of Alaska, so oh, yeah. okay. Well, then good on her. Look at how they demonized her, yeah. right? Like it, they made her seem like the stupidest person in in you know in government, which is definitely Kamala Harris. But it made it seem like. Uh, it was paling because now and then she'd say something smart. She would say, yeah, Eric, base, base Georgia mommy spoke out for Assange today, too. Dude, I love Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, yeah. She's my says, I want to fucking crossfit with her, dude. I want to go hunting with her. Dude, I want to go, I want to go track, I want to go track down the harp energy weapons she was talking about, dude. I'm, I'm so here for all of that. The, the death, the death star of David that she was talking about, the ah! space. <laughs> Like the Death Star, dude. She's oxygen. That's in C Lab Twenty One. They talked about like <laughs> the five G bankers that had a giant spaceship, like the Star of David, that would control that. <laughs> and, and let me just say, Lauren Boebert did nothing wrong. Okay, she's an amazing woman. She's a patriot. She's serving her country, and no one handles a Glock Nine better than Lauren Boebert. Believe me. Believe me. Okay, dude, I love her too. That picture of her oh. and Marjorie Ooh. in the Congress, <clears throat> just like. Like screaming at whoever is. Dude, we need, so we need, good. Three, we need more three, of that. We need three hundred of them cut loose into Congress, and I want fucking. I want them to have not only Twitter accounts. I want them to have OnlyFans accounts. And you can pay to have. You can pay to have Sheen's daughter with them in a threesome. You can fucking request to have Lauren Boebert and lingerie and Marjorie Taylor Green dressed in fatigues go and hunt down fucking AOC in the halls of Congress. <laughs> you can actually pay for it, you know, and they, and they'll go and do it for you. Yeah, oh, they'll do it for free. Yeah. You need a Bobert uh, bobblehead, but she's got like a pistol on like that. Uh, yeah, but it bobbles like this too. <laughs> oh, yeah, come yeah. on. Bobert. <laughs> no, she's everything. Yeah, she's a Bobert too, Reed. She's Lobert? She's really? a Lobert and a Bordetarian. Yeah, he's just throwing buzzwords out. Uh, <laughs> a little bit more, uh, you know, Rothbardian. Uh, shout out to Mr. Travel. Thoughts on how much worse the shortages are going to get? Worse. Yeah. That must be referencing my travel woes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we have okay. a shortage on tampons now. Right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, we do, because Ashley needs them all. <laughs> oh, Had to buy them for Ashley. Leah Thomas, God bless her soul. She needs them in the deep end with her supersonic hypermissile and yellow submarine. <laughs> Come on. Got a TOS 1A down there. <laughs> hey, eyes up here, boys. You ever see Das Boot? That's about Leah Thomas in the pool. Jurgen <laughs> Procknow is in there, and then they did the K9 Widowmaker with Harrison Ford. Donald Trump, talk about Rita doing her his lift. That's just so strong doing those squats, and you couldn't believe the schlong. It was unbelievable. It was almost like the schlonging Obama gave to Hillary in the 08 primary. He did. He came in the oh primary God. and he schlonged her. He did. He schlonged her. <laughs> <laughs> but we need we need tough we need strength and that is a beautiful woman pushing. We need tough and we need strength and we need brain and we need. Well, <laughs> we, we need it fast. Excuse me. Quite frankly, we need. It. He's like we need it fast. Excuse me, Don. We need it quick and we need it fast and we need it furious. Okay. Like, like, I mean, just think about it. we have Oreos being made in Mexico. What do you guys think? So DeSantis versus Trump, man, is that the GOP civil war? Dude, I want it so bad. Like. 
So Reed, you want it. A lot of the mega people don't want it because well, it's I don't care, message. dude. I'm well, I don't I care. I don't I don't care which one of them wins. I just like want the blood. I mean, but, can but you imagine? Dude, it would they, it would be like Trump versus Ted Cruz, but if Ted Cruz had balls and could like hit back, like because you Cruz got Trump. Good. Trump is the unstoppable force, and DeSantis is the uh, unmovable object. So yeah, dude, you've got like the Chad. king of haymakers and fucking insults coming against the. Excuse me, no, that's not correct. Actually, while I was governor, I did this, Mister President. While well, you fast track the vaccine, and it'll be like, excuse me. You took the vaccine. Uh, you just didn't admit it. You know, like, uh, oh, yeah. well, which one? So which one will say they, they they use the most uh, most uh, mouthwash? Uh, they use uh, Netanyahu's jizz for mouthwash the most. Who's gonna? Dude, I, I, I don't say I that. Think, I think uh, DeSantis is more of a sincere like neocon than Trump. Like Trump, he just didn't fucking care about any of it. You know, like he didn't really care about Israel or I mean, just like. He got Ivanka swept went over into there, it. She flashed her tits in the West yeah, Bank, and some people died, yeah. and they said some things. Trump, uh, a ruthless, amoral businessman that was always on the side of money. So, like when it comes exactly. to like, Saudi yeah. or Yemen, he's going to side with Saudi because they have money, and Yemen doesn't. Israel right. and Palestine, he's going to side with Israel because they have money, and Palestine doesn't. Like, but you know, when it when he's came like Syria versus Al Qaeda, it's like, well, uh, he's not going to support Al Qaeda. He's like, eh, let Russia handle it or whatever. He didn't want any part in it. He's like, we're not, there's no business opportunity here. What are we doing? Although I think well, wasn't sometimes that would overlap with the right thing, and sometimes it didn't. But he wasn't I like ideologically just, a Zionist. He was just right. Well, Dawson he calls it the ball. He called the ball the chain. And Palestinians don't, so I'm going to side with them. I mean, is that? Yeah, yeah, who's my fourth wife? Okay, I didn't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. He's my fourth wife. Okay. <laughs> so I think more uh, than Melania does. I think DeSantis is actually, I think he was actually okay on Syria when he was in Congress. It was like the only thing he was really okay on, on foreign policy, but he wasn't. I remember seeing a video clip of him saying, why are we supporting these moderate rebels? We don't know who they are, even though we you know, did know who they were, but he was at least like cautious about supporting them. So that's good. But yeah, it's, it's hard though. It's he, I think DeSantis is undeniable read like the last. Oh dude, time he is. The last week, I've really found myself falling hard for him. How chad he is, and how based he is. Oh, like, dude, like, yeah, he's based. He's war like, with Disney. There's no he's doubt. War with Disney. Dude, him going to war with Disney, that pedophile mafia. Dude, I'm here for that. Okay. DeSantis is Italian. Trump is German. Axis reunification. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and the nuke is in my pants. Oh. <laughs> He's no, I'm, I'm here for whenever DeSantis comes to New Hampshire, Reed, we're going to be there waiting for him. Oh, dude, we got to get him on the four horse. get him on the show. Yeah, person. Yeah, love I, mean, the gay. Uh, <laughs> I, I did. I put the granola on the granola gay. <laughs> so, guys, the other thing I want to uh, bring up on you get a to get on here, too. Yeah, What's well, that? you know, that was supposed to happen, but um, we'll try. I did, I did want to bring up one other serious thing. Um, so, the war in Yemen has been in a ceasefire for a couple months and there's a war powers resolution it's bipartisan in the house and it's been introduced to the senate so if you call your local representatives in your state uh you can re if apparently if you call this number one eight three three stop war and then ask for a yes vote that will direct you to where you want to go but it is uh, House Resolution 87, uh, and it was introduced by Democrats, but then it's been co-sponsored by some Republicans like Thomas Massey. And, and just 
I know like we don't pass war power resolutions very often, but we did actually pass a similar one. Uh, I think it was in 2017 to end the war in Yemen and it passed the house and Senate and then Trump vetoed it. So who knows it what passed. Biden will do, but they didn't care about thing. Yemen. though. They just didn't want Saudi Arabia buying S 300s from Russia and then right. send our gear, but whatever, take it as a yeah. W like exactly. if they're going to do it because they're pissed at the, you know, that Saudi Arabia is not giving us oil and they're buying weapons from Russia. Fine. You know, exactly. Just take him where, take your wins where you can get them. Because they, they hung up on him. They hung up on him. They hung up on what? They hung up on Biden. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then they Biden. made a show, mock, like an FNL show, mocking him. The ruble is fucking crushing it right now, isn't it? I mean, isn't this oh, yeah. stronger they're, than it's they, ever been the last like six years? They're crushing it worse than Meghan McCain at a Golden Corral. <laughs> my father, my father killed a lot of people in Vietnam. You know. <laughs> The view. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear Trump's skin mask and primary him from the right. Oh yeah, Tim <laughs> Dillon. He's like he's like before my father died, I had a baby with him. It will be raised in captivity. It will be bred to be the greatest politician that's ever lived. I'm gonna wear my father's skin mask and primary Trump that's from the right. Is, yeah. yeah, dude. Tim Dillon's Meghan McCain impression. Trump's uh, queen, Eric, any impression I've ever done in my he life. He looks just like her. Yeah. yeah, he does. With, with the a little, a little skinnier, but yeah. she lost a little weight. Yeah, lost some weight. If she shaved her whiskers a little bit too, you know. So oh, amazing. I mean, you know, you know what? And that's the thing, dude. Like with with comedy and with politics, like we say, sure, we say some things that are edgy, some things that are a little bit edgy. We say some things that are a little bit disgusting. There's nothing more disgusting than the wars that these people launch and the death and the genocide that's going on. So anything the four of us say could not possibly be any worse or any more disgusting than the policies that these politicians support and what's actually going on in the real world right now. So, you know? Oh yeah. Also, if you are in New Hampshire and they start calling you uh, for polls uh, for Senate, your answer is Jeremy Kaufman libertarian. Yes. They're going to ask you, I don't even remember what the Republican, I don't know if the Republican primary is over yet, but it's well, Maggie Haskin, the Democrat. Right? Yeah, we're gonna get him on the four horsemen. He's coming on soon. And then if next they, month or the and, one after. And asking to vote on repealing the nineteenth, we vote yes. <laughs> yeah, Eric, which has caused which has caused more issues, the second amendment or the nineteenth amendment? Oh, hands down the nineteenth. Yeah. I mean, that was that really began the, the downfall of civilized society when that shit happened, you know. I mean Saudi Arabia, they don't know what that is over there. I mean, because they can't even get to their cars through their burkas. But yeah, the uh, the 19th really was was the beginning of the end in so many ways. It really I'm was. just going to play the uh, War is Gay just, commercial it, it because yeah, if no good. one has seen this, uh, they have to. Oh, hold on one second. Here we go. Um, this gets my vote, just this commercial. Oh, it's incredible. Is it incredible based though? It, it is incredible based. It took a meme and turned it into a video. Not only that, Dawson, it became true during Pride Month when the Marines had the gay rainbow bullets. So, <laughs> is that is that real? Innocent people in the Middle East, they're having dinner. A bomb is dropped on their house, and they're all killed. What's the problem with this? being done by white men. I am Jeremy Kaufman, the chief diversity officer at Halliburton and candidate for United States Senate. 
it is time to diversify the murderous military industrial complex. We need to make the nukes gay. And that's why I'm running for office. Like my fellow Democrats and Republicans, I will support every war. I will support stealing billions of dollars from Americans to kill innocent people. But we are going to make it so gay. It will go down in the history books. We will say never have so many genders and so many races killed innocent people. Let's bomb Yemen. But let's make sure a rainbow of skin colors are dropping those bombs. These are going to be the gayest transist murders the United States has ever performed. That's what I stand for as the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton. And that's what I'll do once elected to the United States Senate. I'm Jeremy Kaufman, and I'm gay for this message. I love, I love you say, the birthing person of all bombs. Dude, that's fucking Dude, that's the best political ad I've seen, like, ever. Dude, and then oh. the Marine Corps, when they put out the, oh, the, the rainbow guard. bullets ad. Yeah, that like really happened, ago. Reed. Yeah, I don't think Dawson dude, believes perfect... me. That really happened. That's not Babylon oh, yeah. B? No, oh, dude, man. the Marine Corps like on Twitter. Story. I can't believe I'm not on Twitter. They, you know, they yeah, well, me put, neither, put out but... their message <laughs> celebrating <laughs> Pride Month. Our bullets are going to be dipped in pig blood and they're rainbow colored. Yeah, dude, the, the tips of the bullets were different rainbow colors. So we just spammed yeah. it with that political ad because we were ahead of the curve on that one by like two months. <laughs> yeah, Reed, you called that before it happened. You, yeah, you yeah I mean, it's people. not like that's the first time they've done something like that. Like no, the woke CIA ad and shit. You know, they've been doing it for a while. But. And Liz Cheney's going to save our republic, that little Halliburton cum dumpster. She is going to save the republic. With <laughs> the Army recruitment ad with the girl who has two moms getting married and all that stuff. <laughs> Dude, it's so dumb. Hey, you know what, man? I think it's time that the LGBTQIA become, become yeah. genocidal. They they can be just as genocidal as street people. I agree. <laughs> Why not? My Let's one year it. old. This is hilarious. somebody was saying LGBTQR whatever, and he goes C D E F G. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Dawson's kids are fucking giga Chad. They're yeah, giga based. Yeah. Yeah. Giga Chad. Giga Chad and giga based. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, that, this is a little bulldozer. That Kaufman ad is everything, dude. And dude, it really is. It just it just sums it up so beautifully. And I don't know, man. If you if you can't see that or process that and, and understand that indirect truth, you know, well, like both parties, I too will waste billions mm -hmm. of dollars and murder people. Murder. I'm just gonna do it in a gayer yeah. way. And it's a way of exactly. saying, yeah, both parties waste billions of dollars and murder people. Right. But when you added yoke to it. Playing into the woke that woke bullshit that we have going on. I also added that I, I saw this yeah. today. It was just my, so my, true. <laughs> see how powerful it is. <laughs> see what can can defeat it though, Mike. Who's that in the middle? I know, but he can. Is that Thor? Yeah, it is Thor, but he's it's the scene you know, from Hella and Thor. She's in. You can't beat me because I know, but he can. <laughs> <laughs> can't defeat me, bigot. I know, but he can. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. 
Dude, all you can do is laugh at all of it. Dude, know? have you seen the image of like all the corporations for Pride Month changing to the rainbow flag, and then it shows like BMW, Saudi Arabia, is still just black. <laughs> well, like, look, excuse me, Reed. To to the kingdom's credit, they put out a gold plated picture of of um, Khashoggi's head, and it was rainbow colored. <laughs> it said, "We stand with Pride." Later said, "It did." They actually, said a very nice thing of Muhammad Atta. He was boarding his plane, and it was very nice. Egypt did a great job of that, by the way. Okay, they said great things about the way Muhammad Atta flew. Okay, the British pilot program. <laughs> but yeah, Saudi Arabia. Do you think they're going to sign up for the uh, the Rainbow Coalition or no? Uh, we I don't think they'll support them. They will not. It, they asked the Chechen leader about uh, the abuse of gays and this and that. And he's just look confused and he waits for the translation and he just starts laughing. He goes, You don't and the woman's like, You don't, you're not, you don't throw out gays, you don't abuse, you don't shoot them. And he goes, We don't have such people. That's like the Putin response. It's yeah. like, what is, yeah. You have those kind of, we don't have those kind of people. Well, oh uh, somebody went from the Blaze who was working with Alex Stein to a, a Pride Parade, a Pride rally, and they all had Ukraine flags, and they were like, uh, you know, Ukraine banned gay marriage. I'm like, oh, we don't like that. You know, but they don't know about that. You know, yeah, they don't know anything, dude. Alex Stein going after Dan Crenshaw and I bet McCain, you're a rhino. Dude. You're a rhino. I bet uh, McCain. Come on. When, when so Alex incredible. Stein got the shout out from the swim swim TikToker, I sent that to John Fry, and. He, he sent. He said, "If you ever send me something like that again, I'm going to show up at your house." <laughs> John Fry was a pride fighter, right? <laughs> I was like, "Who would this mess with the most that I could send it to?" I said, I'm going to send it to Pat Militich too. But just, just the people read that we've come in contact with, and we now have in our in our atmosphere and our sphere because of all this. I mean, the big the big picture thing is, dude, we are resistant to the empire. And then other things and other views trickle down. But, dude, who has more fun than we do? Seriously, nobody. Come nobody. On. We are yeah. we are we are resisting clown world, and we're having a fucking blast doing it. You know, and that's why we, we do what we do it, folks. This is a perfect time right now to tell you to go to toplobster.com. Four horsemen. We got merchandise, folks. We got new shirts. We got thongs. We got butt plugs. We got lube. We got it all, folks. Dawson, we don't really have all that stuff. Home of garden. Yeah, Homo Guard. Homo Guard. Go, go in there right now. You type in Ryan Dawson, get 20% off. Capacity phallic blocker for your home health and defense. But I want to see I want to see people buying four horsemen gear, tagging us in it, tag me in it on Twitter. I'm the last man standing on Twitter. I'm the last horseman riding on Twitter right now. I was wearing the naturalist capitalist gear when I lost my shit in the airport. I went off on these people. They're so incompetent. And it's not like, well, there's only two major airlines really anymore, American and United. They're both just fucked. It is, they are Satan. They may be. Eric, some people in the chat want to hear the story about when uh, you confronted Ted Cruz dressed as Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, that's the website. Yeah, Top Lobster. I'll have to send you the picture, Dawson. But I showed up to a Ted Cruz rally. A t shirt company hired me to go dressed as Donald Trump and promote their t shirts. And mm -hmm. I went dressed as Donald Trump and I behaved myself and they let me in. They couldn't kick me out. I didn't make a scene or anything. And then with the afterwards, when you could go say hi to Cruz and like get a picture with him or something, I waited my turn and his go his go his goons were looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy? He's dressed like Donald Trump. What's going to happen here? 
And I it finally got to my turn, and Cruz looked at me. He's like, oh, who's the oh boy? And I said, Ted, great speech. But if you drop out today and you endorse me for president, maybe I'll make you ambassador to your home country of Canada. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and I said that to him, and Cruz is like, ha, 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 ha. And we took a picture together of us pointing at each other, and then they got me the fuck out of there as fast as they could. He was, was like, ha, 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 doing the signal, like, get him out of here. <laughs> get, get this fat fuck out of here, dressed like Trump. But um, that's the kind of fun stuff we do here, and we're going to keep doing it, especially now that Reed's back. We're going to really breach the infinite with it. Really, we're going to really try behind you there on the. I seen the poster. No, the red. There's a red block. Oh yeah. Is it Pooty? Looks like JFK. That's Jack. Yeah, that's oh. one of our. La- that's our last great president. There I said is. we have to, Israel. You got to register as a foreign agent, and you can't be stealing nuclear secrets. Boom. Oh. <laughs> You know Eric, what? what it, you got how is our uh, Mike? <clears throat> New Mac in a few days, hopefully. Dude, Dude I can't wait. I watched the trailer. Uh, the trailer, uh, the trailer uh, gave me heart palpitations. Oh, there's, did it? It's there's, no, there's nothing it's, fun um, about it, Mike. <laughs> it's the best production value of any of my films ever. It looks amazing. There, it's, there is nothing fun about it, Mike. But dude, you, after we, after you watch it, you're just like. Oh yeah, you need a shower and you need the you know some heartburn medicine or something. He fucking he he just he connects it all, Mike. I turned around after it was done, and the whole audience was smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I'm putting in the photo of Eric with uh, Ted Cruz. Nice oh, for me to share into the chat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, maybe Reed, you could share it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, you Ryan. should be able to. Share the screen on your end, Mike, and then I can add it. You should be. Uh, oh, no, I just put it in the private chat and the uh, uh, on Eric's oh. Trump website. Yeah, Ryan, okay. you got to be. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you got to be commended, Ryan, for that new Mac documentary. I'm not going to give too much of a way, but folks who are watching right now, who when you just just I want to tell you, I had a chance to see the whole thing in Texas uh, with with Ryan and Reed. Yeah, there it is. Ryan <laughs> 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 Ted. I'll make you ambassador to Canada, Ted. But the Canadian. And dude, he Trump fucking dragged his ugly wife Heidi through the mud, and, and Cruz still fucking bent the knee to the king. It's just everything. It's so incredible. You you leave Heidi the hell out of this, and then you he you know, global jihad. Then he then he I farted. He put it in the mason jar, and he sniffed it. But um, yeah, we don't know if sand can blow in the dark, but we're gonna find out. So. But uh, and you got Ted Cruz's father is there, but Lee Harvey Oswald in the grassy knoll, if you could believe it. I kept doing that in Texas, going up to people with my hands like that and when and checking like if they glue in the dark. <laughs> awesome, Mike. But um, no, the the new Mac documentary. There is there is nothing fun about it, Mike. But it's vital information. And, and it is. Wait yeah. you people hey, just, see just it. Just pointing so. out that a couple you know, jokes. It was it was a group full. It was a group of guys. There were a few girls in there, but mostly guys. Guys tend to fall asleep watching movies more often. And all of us had been up partying Early. late into the night. And we had just sat through like a three and a half hour uh, conference, which was great. But, you know, it was a three and a half hour conference. And then we all had just eaten a big meal. And then we sat down and, you know, no one fell asleep during the fucking. No, no one fell asleep during the presentation because it was, it was good. So just, just saying. But, I was also in the room. It's true. Chief City Base. Base will tomahawk you. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Mike. 
Well, Ryan, I, I fell asleep the first time because I was running on like four hours of sleep over like three days. Yeah. So I was just oh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was I bad. I told you I don't sleep much. Doesn't, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, does he, Reed? Reed, he, he doesn't does not sleep, sleep does he? much. He does not. <laughs> he's, he's a well, replicant from Plato. Say that, but like, I, I for real, um, I don't know. My mind's always going. Oh, yeah. I've been taking melatonin lately, dude, to sleep. Seriously, I've, I've, I've needed it. I've, I've had sleepless nights, too. This shit, it, it, uh, it's disturbing. But you know what? We're, we're fucking big boys, man, and it's our, it's our fucking responsibility to get this out to people and, and by hell or high water. So I was really inspired by the documentary, Ryan, and, and it's just it's empowering. And you can get this to people. It's tough to fire hose it and show them this, but if you tell them a few things and you can like connect it to stuff that they might know about it, that could be like an opening. Well, it connects to Epstein and other things. And right. I feel like I don't expect someone to absorb all that info in one shot because it's information rich, like a lot of my films are, I guess. But that's what happened. I don't know how to make it more simple. It's the truth. And, you know, I mapped it out literally of what was yeah. going on. And dude, the so, photo of you showing Ron Paul the crime map. You've got oh, the dude. model for how they. I gotta pull it up. It's just incredible. Yeah, get some of the, the pictures up from the trip. I mean, we. Oh, uh, Ron Paul saw the. Um, dude, the victory. Oh, oh, they seem like yeah. nice people. Oh, they all seem like nice people. That's what he said. <laughs> Hoarding all the money, stealing all the nuclear. Very nice people. Uh, there were very fine people on both sides of New Mech. Believe me. <laughs> Eric, does the king come back in twenty four? Oh, for the one final. He might. We'll see, January 6th never happened. The Capitol was a hologram, believe me. <laughs> but, but dude, the, just the, the picture, Mike, of, of Reed, myself, and Dawson. Oh, dude. I know. No, I know. Come one. on. That's awesome. Dude, chief sitting based, Dr. No, Trump, and that cap. <laughs> I didn't know he's like 20 feet back because so, he's taller than all of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's actually taller than Ryan. He's two inches taller than Ryan. He's yeah, he's, he's huge. He's he's crispy though and intact. What is he, Mike? Eighty-seven. Yeah, he's eighty-seven this year. Well, do, do it, Mike. Well, I think if you want to get breast milk, and you should have unregulated breast milk and an un unpasteurized, unhomogenized breast milk. You should be able to have that. What do you think, Dan? Yes, Doctor Paul. I think that's that. We should talk about that for the next twenty minutes. And he cues him. <laughs> it's just everything. No, Ron Paul did very well. In, oh, there it is. I <laughs> was sick as fuck, but I look happy because <laughs> I'm next to Dr. Paul. Dawson's just like Rosemont Seneca. Yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> Hunter's, yeah. Hunter's laptop. It's well, the background forever. behind the faces there is a Ukrainian flag, a Chinese flag, and so on. So you can see who's on what team and stuff. <laughs> Dude, that's that's old DeJoy, that photo right there. I know. Really that, that photo is, is literally the fucking... It, the way the light is on the glasses, it looks like the Thug Life glasses. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, what would you say, Eric? That's the Neocon's worst nightmare right there? That photo was the in the Neocon's worst fucking nightmare right there in photo form. It's so true. Right there, folks. But it's the only thing that can make New Gingrich hard. Can you imagine if Dr. Paul watched the, the Corn Pops Revenge? And then talked about it on the Liberty Report. Oh, well, I'm trying to give it a G rating, but certain things we can't say about this. But there's a lot of bombs, there's a lot of crack, and there's a lot of things going on with a lot of money. There's a lot of legal things going on with the money. 
<laughs> Ryan, so are you maybe speaking in uh, Texas in November? Is that a possibility? Maybe, that? like I mean, McAdams mentioned last time he was on here, but they they've got another event before that that they got to worry about. So, yeah, <laughs> there's the boycott Israel uh, water bottle. You notice there's McAdams and Ron Paul eating right behind them. With yeah. the oh, I knew that was Miami. Trust me, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot Think of paste in one frame. Think about it. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I'm, I'm a veteran. I'm a veteran. Shades too. If I, uh, they're from the Don't Israel video. He's got those. Yeah, that <laughs> was that was a that was a great trip, man. It was a real, just a real shot in the arm, and reminded me there's still a lot of people out there who give a shit, who care. Yeah, we're not the it's only a, ones. A large young, like a younger contingent there this time. The young yeah. people. I even signed a bell. That was yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> seeing that happen, Dawson's like he said I could write, write anything, so I wrote "fuck Lincoln." That's what I wrote. <laughs> dude, dude, look at Pug. Pug's adorable. Dude, Pug, like you know, finally like revealed his identity like, oh my God, world on my show. I feel kind of honored, but yeah, yeah, he felt like he was losing his virginity right there, meeting Doctor Paul. <laughs> well, Pug, we're doing it for liberty, and say hi to Carol and get a cookbook there from Carol. <laughs> I think he does have the cookbook. Oh yeah, yeah. freedom and liberty. Yeah, it was it was everything. We might have to go and people who met him at the conference go, "You're Pug. I know your voice." <laughs> They'd only heard his voice on my channel for a while. <laughs> I got to bounce, guys. Um, I got to go yell at the bank, and then I got to deal with the IRS and a you know fun-filled day. So. Yeah, guys, follow Ryan from the links in the description. He's on Odyssey, Telegram, uh, Substack. Fuck, what else is in there? Ancreport.com. Substack, Telegram, and Odyssey. I got a Rumble too, for now. Rumble Not in the Bronx. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Always All right, good. Ryan. Episode, killer. We'll see you, man. See you then. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was definitely peak, wasn't it? Reed's like, oh, he's everything. <laughs> Chief City well, Base had to leave us, Mike. Oh, Ryan had to leave. Yeah, he had to. He had to dip out. He had to. I think he had the ATF knocking at his door, like, Waco. Dude, we haven't had this many. Uh, well, I guess it was just Scott, but we haven't had like a technical difficulty show like that in a while. That was kind of fun, you know. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of standard, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, one, it's it's like any it's like a uh, rock and roll concert where anything could happen, you know. And then people crave that. People want to see a podcast where something different happens. And naturalist capitalist, that's it. Yeah, it's you know, one, one of the last on YouTube that can really pull yeah. something like that off. Yeah, no, that was only cool. Reed Coverdale, only Reed Coverdale could pull something like that off. <laughs> My boy, Reed Coverdale, host My of that. <laughs> My boy, look, dude, we're all gonna be. We're all going to be up at Porkfest with base Lord Horton and Dave Smith and Clint from Liberty Lockdown and uh, Phil from All That Remains. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be just at one giant Liberty Fest. Will Nick Sarwak be there? Uh, probably not. <laughs> or he, he might be, but in Fed form. You know, he'll be wearing yeah. sunglasses and skulking he'll be, around. He'll be there glowing. He's yeah. going to be coming out of the back of a, a U-Haul with a, a mask. <laughs> Senator Coughlin will be there, right? 
It's not going to be with the. It's not going to be a U-Haul. It's going to be uh, an urban, an urban moving systems van. <laughs> urban moving yeah. systems with a Ukraine flag and a, and a well twenty twenty four sticker. Oh uh, yeah, John Jeremy Kaufman will be there. Yes. What, Mike? My uncle John Jackman told me about urban uh, moving systems back in two thousand two, and I was like, "Dude, that's 15, based." I was fifteen years old. I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. It took me years, Reed, to, to be able to even comprehend what he was telling me about. So. Dude, you I know, just want to say, like, the the shit in Ukraine, Dawson has been right about, like, all of it. And he's weeks and, ahead of everything that you hear in the uh, mainstream. Like, And McAdams has been right about everything except for the fact that he didn't think Russia was going to invade as much as they did. He thought they were just going to go in, like, to Donbass and quit. But, but, dude, like, Ryan, he fucking knows his shit. And if you listen to him... He's not going to lead you astray, and uh, or, and he's never going to intentionally do it. And if he ever does, it's very rare that he accidentally is wrong about something. But man, he is like, just want to say he knows his shit, and it's good information. And you know, people and should listen to him. So. Absolutely, and I think that's the integrity of your podcast, Reed, and that's also the integrity of the libertarian foreign policy doctrine. If we get something wrong, if you know something was you know not done correctly, or we're willing to talk about that. Willing to own yeah. that, but but really the whole entire time the, the libertarian foreign policy doctrine is opposing the the war the war doctrine from the Republicans and the Democrats, and the libertarians have gotten it right uh, every fucking time in reality with foreign policy. So yeah, that's that's really big picture, big issue shit, and they're always right about that. So and the budget, you know, and economics. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody everybody likes uh, spending, you know, $5.10 a gallon for gas, right? Well, yeah. You know, everybody likes doing that. You know, everybody likes yeah. inflation. You want to share with Dave? Well, inflation's a right-wing talking point. It's transitory, you know. That's what they yeah. were telling us, you know. Just stop yeah. talking about it. Like, well, the right, I mean, the mainstream right, they're willing to run up inflation for their wars oh, or their pet projects. Dude, that's why the libertarians do have more credibility on real issues that affect everyday Americans. So, yeah, and they, and they always have been. So, Ashley's diary, Mike. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got to give. I actually have to give Tucker some credit on this read. Uh, he covered this on his show. Uh, Ashley Biden's uh, diary that was found um, abandoned at a uh, rehab house that someone else found, and then you know. Um, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe didn't even have the diary. Uh, no, he didn't. He, they never published the diary. And they were raided by the FBI. And this was, I think, sometime last year. But, you know, it's still it's still relevant, just like the Hunter laptop. So, yeah, you know, no matter what, you know, these uh, certain news agencies report on it and it gets banned. And then a year or two later, it's true. And it's on page yeah. 5B. And nobody cares. But it's still true. Dude, I, I'm all about the nuggets of truth from people who aren't 100% on my side. And the yeah. guy I learned that from is Dr. No. I mean, he is the coalition king. You know, the idea like we are never going to get anything. So the, the, the bullshit you always hear is we're never going to get anything done unless we just compromise and, you know, give up some of our principles and become moderate. And Ron was always like, no, that's bullshit. You don't sacrifice any of your principles and you find people who agree with you on certain issues. So it's not about being in a party that agrees with you 
or a group thought experiment that agrees with you and finding people who are just like wishy washy on everything and can kind of meet in the middle. No, it's not about that. It's about sticking to what you believe, but just finding someone who believes the same thing as you on a couple issues and working with them. And, you know, when Tucker's good on something, that's great. When based Georgia mommy is good on something, that's great. And she's good on a lot more than people want to give her credit for. I do. I do love her. Like you say, Eric, it's like, She's everything. How how fun would it be just to go out for dinner with her? Just a night on the town with Dude, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Gotta get her on the Four Horsemen. Can you imagine? And her and then after Madison Cawthorn works on himself a little bit, I want to have him on too. And, oh, dude, yeah. well, I'd have him, him on the Four Horsemen him back tomorrow. The if you he's, wanted yeah, to he's, he's all dark maga all the time, dude. <laughs> Summer of dark maga. Yeah, because you know, good information and good policy can come from uh, you know Democrats or Republicans. And if you're if you're an honest human being and you're truthful in your pursuit of the truth and what's right, you're willing to concede that sometimes both of those parties get something right. And uh, oh yeah, we're, sure. we're missing that big time in our country right now. So people want to put you in a box. They want to label you something. But uh, you know, I voted uh, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian. I voted Green Party once too. You know, Cynthia yep. McKinney, who would be an amazing guest in Four Horsemen. You want to talk, dude? You want to talk based, dude? She earned my vote. And the, the other party, the other parties didn't. The other gangs didn't earn my vote, but Cynthia McKinney did that time. And I'll tell you about it sometime. So that's what it's all about. You know, it is about coalition building. And there was a speech that Ron Paul gave where he encouraged everybody to vote third party. I think yeah. it was in like 08 or 12 or something, Eric. Yep. At, at yeah, some he, event that he, he did. He didn't vote. He didn't say vote for the Republican nominee. Go for it. in gold. Buy Dogecoin and met breast milk. How was it for you, Reed, to meet him in person? Dude. Oh, like, I wanted to have him on my show and meet him in person. Um, because you know, he's getting old and you never know when he's going to finally, uh, head up to heaven. So, um, I, I, I don't know that when I met him, I'm like, wow, this guy might be around another decade. <laughs> he's dude. He's crisp. Like we've said, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's cute. He's adorable. He, he's not ready to fold in the force like Yoda. Him no. and Rand are going to be around for their 50 years collectively. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> collectively another 50 years. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ron Forty ran ten, you know. Yeah. Mike yeah. and Horton, like, say, Mike, they turned around and they did it anyways. Do that one, Mike. Instead, a focus group from Harvard, and Harvard said, "We're going to make Luke Skywalker woke," and that's what they did. They made Luke Skywalker woke. He couldn't be the hero of the Star Wars saga, and they wrote it in there. And they had Zbigniew Brzezinski, and they had the William Crystal came in and did a punch up on Obi Wan Kenobi. And I disagreed with that with Dr. Pepper and my skater shoes. Dude, I want to do a whole Star Wars podcast with uh, Horton. Dude, that was so funny how Scott couldn't even remember. Scott Dawson couldn't even remember his name. But he's like, hey, that's that anti-war guy. Like so Horton. He, he, didn't, he didn't even remember his name, but he picked up on the impression. It was like, hey. That's so funny. That was cool, that was cool to have Dawson's brother on, man. He's, dude, he seems like a great cool. guy. Oh, dude, super knowledgeable, too. Like, it yeah. could I got tons of qu I I got a I was a huge pirate fan back when I was I don't know like from when I was probably six to twelve something like that like I was a huge pirate fan I I I knew like Sam Bell like I, I named a few of them but it's been a while <laughs> I had to brush up on my uh, pirate terminology again.
But you guys got to meet Pug in person for perhaps the first time, right? You Dude, the oh yeah. Pug? Dude, he's looking for land in New Hampshire. That's everything. <laughs> I got there's him plenty, to do plenty of here, Pug. There's plenty of gold, yeah. plenty of fire rounds. I can't get here up here for you, Pug. You know, it kind of like goes through. Like, <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Your, your Ron has gotten good, though. I'm serious. Like, it, it, it seems like it's an upgrade. But well, the Ron Paul Liberty Report has kind of been the been the classroom. Yeah, we go to. Yeah. 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 It's been Ron Paul, man with integrity. You know, go figure. Yeah. You know, one Paul, Ron Paul, Ron Paul, Paul, Ron Paul, and the Fed, and the Fed, Paul, and Ron. The Fed, and the Fed, yeah. Ash, you know, Rand taking on Fochi, dude, is basically Return of the Jedi. Oh, you know? I'll be yeah. Yeah, he put him in his crosshairs, didn't he, Mike? He just called bullshit on him and the cult of personality that surrounds him. You know, the highest paid government official and everybody, everybody from Colbert to Kimmel to Fallon, everybody just, uh, you know, worshiping the guy like he's some kind of godhead. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah talk to talk talk to age pa age patients in the eighties. Oh, yeah. dude, I don't even have one of those. Reads. See how you strong that is? Those? Yeah. That's Anne Rand. Is that Anne Rand? <laughs> Mike, you see that, right? Aloha, Ducky. Oh, Aloha, Ducky. Yeah. I've got based, the whole. Based Aloha Queen. Yeah, I've got the whole collection. Aloha, Ducky. Truckles all over New I Hampshire. Don't have a Gary Johnson sign because I didn't get we one. We got one in the closet somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good place that. to have it. <laughs> Why not vote for a libertarian? Well, you know, Wells is not libertarian. You know, why not yeah. vote for a real libertarian? I think the chat from Julie Beer here, too. Whoa, a nice one. Let's yeah. see. Healthy. So is Dave Smith running in 2024 or further down the road, or has he decided against running in the future? So I can't speak for Mr. Smith, but I can say if you watch his channel and go to any of his speeches or anything, it seems like he's very heavily considering it, which I think basically means, yeah, he's probably going to do it, but uh, he can't, you know, he, who knows? Like it's not, uh, he'd probably have to, uh, Announced like next year or somewhere around there. So for le for legal reasons, Dave can't say whether he's running or not. Yeah, but exactly. I think, there, there I think he's running. I think he's going to be very happy. Hey, J Justin O'Donnell, just sit in the chat. He's got info about an event in a couple weeks with Ron Paul in New Hampshire. Whoa, That's, let's see where we got Justin, Mr. O'Donnell. Mr. O'Donnell will be up at. Uh... Oh, is that all he said? Yeah. I've got info <laughs> about an event. Got with info Ron Paul. about an event with Ron Paul. Coming up here in New Hampshire. Hey, that Justin, if, right. you, uh, if you want to jump in and tell us what it is, you can. Uh, I'll send you the link if you want me to. But That sounds like the information you get in 2008 or 12, but a Ron Paul event. It's going to happen near a, it's gonna happen near a body of water in Concord. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, guys, uh, Dave Smith, when I was in Reno, he was given a live podcast. Uh, he keeps things close to his chest. So he's mm -hmm. uh, Justin O'Donnell's not spreading the word yet. Uh, That's just okay. a teaser. Something's going on with Ron Paul in a couple weeks here, though. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Dave Smith doing the live podcast. He said, I have to word this carefully because I make a lot of money off of my YouTube channel and I can't once I start a campaign. But I'm very heavily considering it. Something along those lines. Right. So it was basically like saying I'm going to do it without saying I can do it. So yeah. stay tuned yeah. for that, guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Paul, Ron, Paul, Ron, Paul, Ron, Paul, Ron, Paul, Ron. Oh, you've got a, you've got like a 
and uh, fed. inverted colors. He's got white on one side, blue on the other. That's pretty fancy, but that's what we do. Yep. Chief sitting base, you know. <laughs> well, Wednesday, I'll be at Port Fest on Wednesday, June twenty second, and I think Mike's coming with me. Mike, you're gonna come with me, right? I think so. Yeah, I yeah. Think so, so I'll be up there for yeah. the day, hanging out with our little baby Nat Cap, and you know, repping the Four Horsemen and Mister and Mrs. Coverdale or everything. And thank you for bringing us, baby Nat Cap. You know, they're gonna be up there too, Mister and Mrs. Coverdale. Is Mr. So yeah, guys, doing a speech. Uh, he's this Mr. Coverdale is doing a speech, but he's going to introduce you <laughs> now. Um, but I let's see Wednesday at 5 p.m. I'm giving a speech on the government's war on the working man. I think that goes for an hour or it goes like 40 minutes and then I take questions. Um, and then on Thursday at noon, I'm giving a speech about why I'm repatriating to New Hampshire and then I think at three o'clock, I'm doing a podcast in the Mises Caucus tent. And then uh, at some point, we're doing a Tower Gang episode. We should do that on, you guys are coming up Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. We should try to get you guys on that. That would be pretty cool. And then, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know. I might be there longer. Might go up there earlier than Wednesday. You know what, Lord sure Horton's going to be there? I think he flies in Tuesday and leaves Friday, something so like that. He's going to be I'll there be for to, a few days. I'll be able to catch him on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what about uh, Dave Smith? Uh, I think Dave is going to be there Thursday, I believe. So I don't know if he comes in Wednesday night or if he's... Either, either way, there's going to be a lot of great people up there and liberty-minded people and interesting people. And uh, I went for the first time last year, and I enjoyed myself. Went up there for the day and had uh, lunch with um, Reed and Mr. Coverdale, and saw some people and, and heard. And your uh, son, your son Cole's going to be there, right, Reed? <laughs> yeah, dude. Cole. So many people miss that fat, joke. He's adorable. Fat Dave Smith. On Twitter, okay. everyone would have understood that, but Facebook is still a lot of like family and friends who don't necessarily follow my politics. He's so probably older than you. What? Yeah. yeah, he's two years younger, but. Uh, let's see. Uh, I missed Dave Smith's comedy show yesterday in Chicago. I was sad about that. And this one child actor cheered me up from that day. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, guys. But um, I'm just telling you from being in Reno, seeing all the excitement going on, like the most energy is in the Libertarian Mises Caucus, the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. Like there's... There isn't that amount of people or energy like with the Mises Institute or with like even the Ron Paul Institute. Like the numbers are with people getting involved in the Libertarian Party. Like <laughs> it's crazy. It's like the biggest, strongest force right now. And it's um, I don't know, like you might have liberty oriented Republicans in some areas or whatever, but the direction of the Republican party isn't to push people toward like the strong anti-interventionist foreign policy or the monetary policy that we're talking about. Like that is the goal of the Mises caucus. So it's really exciting to see. And I know Dave is a comedian or whatever. So some people just brush him off as a joke, but he he's been making the rounds, you know, he's been on, yeah. With Glenn Beck, he's been on Megyn Kelly's show. He's been on Rogan, I think, six or seven times now. 
He's the um, best messenger. Yeah, there's no doubt. And Tom Woods says that he is the best messenger we have. Um, it was amazing being there in Reno and seeing Dave introduce Ron Paul. And it was almost like a reverse pass of the torch when Dave brought Ron up on the stage. And there was this video that played. Do you guys mind if I play this quick video? Oh, I don't it. know if you need it. I, I want to know too, Reed, what you thought about Nick Gillespie's reason report that came out. You know, it's reason, so it's okay. I mean, they did like half the thing on, are these guys a bunch of racists? <laughs> it was just, just like, I don't know. That was kind of dumb, but it wasn't bad. Like, it could have been worse. Let's you know? be still cute, though, right? Yeah, he's kind of Oh, yeah, no, I, I, like, I do like, yeah. I get, a, I get his, along well with Nick. He fashions jacket. himself as a post-punk rocker, even though he's he's not, but maybe he is. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I have a good Post. relationship with Nick. Jimmy Dore might run for the fucking People's Party. For I saw that. I heard, that the new party that Jimmy Dore's doing? Yeah, he's serious about it, too. I mean, it would be great to have two base comedians. Jimmy Dore's last interview with Tulsi broke my heart, man. That made me I, so sad. I know, Mike. That last interview that Jimmy Dore did with Tulsi, man, I was like, oh. Yeah. All right, here we hurts. go, guys. Okay, ready, Mike? Just... The Mises Caucus and the Libertarian Party has a job on their hands to make sure that Libertarian Party represents the views of libertarianism. They stand up for these. Libertarians are the inheritors of an exceptionally venerable tradition of ideas that is noble and beautiful. And that carries with it a grave responsibility. We must be true to that inheritance. Enough putting people to sleep already. It's time we finally woke them up. The people know about it. They're awakening to this. They're listening to this message. It's up to us to do something about it. People crave authenticity. If you're going to get involved, this is serious. You better have some fun. This caucus is three years old, and it is the force in the Libertarian Party today. I sort of have to chuckle when they describe you and me as being dangerous. <laughs> not gonna let the people who apologize for our torturers tell me they're offended by my joke. You have a right to do things that are very controversial. You're not up there trying to crack silly jokes. You're up there sending a message. Yeah, this is who we are. We are the Ron Paul army. That's who we are. We are dangerous to the status quo of this country. We are in the business of ending genocide and the lockdowns and the wars. And there is no force on this earth powerful enough to stop an idea whose time has come. We weren't here to fight with other libertarians. We're here for the revolution. Freedom is popular, don't you know that? Oh, we were we were right. I was right next to him. Would inspire all of those tens of thousands of young people to come out at every single event. Well, we're those people. Right here we are. I was I was right next to the stage at that when Ron Paul said that. That was his primary speech night when we came in second to fucking uh, Mormon shillboy Romney. Shit, Romney with the magic <laughs> underpants. And that yeah. was that was electric, Mike. When uh, you and I got attacked for promoting Ron Paul with, with any media contacts that we had, any show we went on, they were like, "Oh, you're 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 uh, you're biased towards Ron Paul." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm biased towards liberty." Yeah, you know? I'm you're like, promoting fuck. war. You're war in debt is what you're promoting. Yeah, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm biased towards Ron Paul." Yeah, you fucking cunt. Fuck yeah, well, I am. That's a you great know? video read. Who, yeah, and guys, that? like, so just for anyone who's 
still skeptical of like what the extent of the realignment was in Reno. Um, Joshua Smith, who's been on this show a few times, he's had Eric on his show. He's had Ryan on his show twice. He is the vice chair of the Libertarian Party now. Vice chair of the third largest party in the country. Uh, you know, like Ron Paul, Libertarian all the way. None of this woke, dumb bullshit from like the Gary Johnson or Bill Weld days. None Are of it. Are you talking about fake Libertarians, Reed? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cucks. Yeah, no bitch fuck cock. I mean, but like he's the vice chair of the party now. So that's kind of a big deal. Like this is just... I don't know. It's a completely different party now. So Hey, I said this on Kyle's show, um, uh, Getting Swole in Liberty. What's the name of his show, Liberty and Wellness? Uh, in Liberty and Health. Liberty and Health. I said, look, man, the Mises Caucus is coming, and they are fucking shaking shit up. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, what they can do, what can be done. And um, part, this, this is what happens in politics, man. You're not going to be friends with everybody. You're not going to – not everyone's going to like you and like what you're doing, and they're going to be feel uncomfortable. Dude, this is what needs to happen. If there's going to be any, any chance of the Libertarian Party being relevant and doing something with that fucking 50-state ballot access that they have every four years, I think this is a prime opportunity for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. both party, both the Democrats and Republicans have done so well for our republic the last forty years. They've done oh, yeah. so well for us because well, dude, know, everyone has amnesia about the Republicans from two years ago because the Democrats are in charge now and they suck a lot. But the Republicans voted for all the fucking spending that's giving you this inflation right now. Mm -hmm. Like people don't understand how inflation works. They think it's just like you know corporations getting greedy or something it's like no we expanded the money supply by trillions of dollars in 2020 and that's going to cause price increases you know within months and that's where we are now with the price increases from the results of what we did while you know the republicans still had they didn't have a majority but they had a little bit more than the democrats and you know while we had a republican president and things now the Democrats are in charge. It sucks. Watch the Republicans are going to be in charge again after this midterm. And it's still going to fucking suck. You know, nothing's going to get better until you finally start having people who aren't going to support any of this shit. You know, we're going to put their like if every Republican were Thomas Massey or Rand Paul, we'd be in good shape. But they aren't. There's fucking like, you know, and, and I love base Georgia mommy. But let's be real. She's probably good. Like 60 percent of the time. Um, we're so far in our end zone, but space yeah. mommy. this Dude, is why, like, this is why Reed, like I've always pushed foreign policy and being against the wars as the top fucking issue because yeah. this trickles down and this, this is everything because the Republicans and the Democrats always agree on war. They always agree on funding for these misadventures on foreign policy and it's fucked us the last two decades. Yeah. Okay. And dude, well, I like more than that, but. I like DeSantis, like being Chad and being based, but yeah, as president, that, but... he's just going to do the same shit Trump mm -hmm. did. You know, mm -hmm. he is a pro-Israel, mostly pro-war, and he's a fucking he's a shill for the security apparatus. So of course, I mean, do you think he's going to want to you know oppose the? He's Patriot not going to end the wars. He... No, he's going to support the he's a lot of fun read that's all he's just a lot yeah. of oh yeah no no yeah. i know you get it but a lot of people yeah. don't it's scary how many people don't like yeah. 
I, I love like standing DeSantis when he does something oh, funny oh, yeah. against. And, it's fun, just like with it, Trump. It was fun. fun. And you know what? But as, as Dawson says, we are so far in our own end zone, like with the yeah. like, flu word order shit. DeSantis was good with a lot of it. Yeah. He, and he dude, as governor, was. like, I'm not going to lie. If I were in Florida yeah. and, you know, it was close between DeSantis and some awful Democrat, like, yeah, I might vote for DeSantis in Florida for governor. Governor is, like, know. very different than yeah, president. because of how you know? Chad and Traddy is. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're off Twitter, Reed, but are you able to play that that video I just sent you? We can close riffing on this. Uh, let's I just, see. I put it in our chat here, in our Facebook chat. Um I haven't really been able to watch it, but I suspect we'll have a little fun with it and we could we can close things out with it, Mike. It's a familiar friend. It's someone oh, yeah. we all know and love and we hold near and dear to our heart. And it's just him being this. it's him being him, Mike. <laughs> in the in the wild. His head. We need that. I mean his head you know, we uh, do. <laughs> I don't know. We're not gonna solve this all in three hours, but we're close. We're pretty close. We're pretty close to liberty. Wait, it's him? See his head? Yeah. Community has never seen anything like it. You know, they actually said I'm the most popular person or political person, I guess. I don't know. Person, yeah. I'm doing damn well with the black community. I love him. I do. Like I can't deny it. You know, look, like, for Juneteenth, look at my African. Look at my African back there. <laughs> Look at him. Come on up here. Bring your Kool-Aid <coughs> up here. Come on up here. He's he's uh, everything, dude. I'm doing he's, like, he's like your racist uncle where it's like, uh, he's like an Archie Bunker racist. You know, it's kind of like. Dude, I'll be honest. I do not think fun. Trump is actually a racist. Like, I think I think that's actually not true. Like, there's tons of shit I don't like about him, but I don't think he's a racist. Like, I don't think he really cares. He's but... just an opportunist, right? Exactly. He's an opportunist. Yeah, he, he's he doesn't care enough to be a racist. You know what I mean? Like it's not like out of goodness. He just doesn't care enough. But I mean, he was born in 1946. You know, he came. Oh, out yeah. I mean, he just he weaponized that culture war. Bullshit. It was uh, but, Woody, Woody yeah. Guthrie wrote a folk song against his father, Fred Trump. Did you ever hear that? Read. The what? Uh, Woody Say Guthrie again? wrote a song against his father, uh, Fred Trump. Uh, <laughs> really? About, about yeah. There's a. Uh, I'll have to find it, but it, I mean. You know, yeah, he's an opportunist. He's a he's yeah. a charlatan. He's, he's, he's a grifter. Like he's a liar. He's I'm he's really, a mafia I'm boss. The most popular guy with the Hispanics. I'm doing well with black too. And the blacks. Yeah. I'm doing Dude. really well with black. Who did the platinum? Was it Ice Cube? Eric? The he's black. doing well with black, not I've the done, black. I've with done black. so well with black. Okay, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Amazing. Dude, Dude. Yeah, we, well, we we get the. Uh, I've always contended we get the world we deserve and. If Ron Paul oh, yeah, were a person, it's a meme that said, I told you so. You know, the guy with his hips, he's like, I told you so. Oh, if dude. Ron Paul were a person. So, you know, don't blame me. I voted for Ron Paul. I get that. I'm with you. You know, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, board, I'm on board with that. But we have a chance to do something. And I, Reed, I'm very excited for what Dave Smith has to offer in the Mises Caucus. And um, it's got me very excited. Yeah. Uh, Tulsi's campaign is how we all met. And... I was excited for that, and you know, I, I believed in it. Uh, I was very guarded, you know, mm -hmm. cautiously optimistic. The last time it was, I was really on board with something was Ron Paul. So yeah, I'm, very excited, I'm very excited to see what Libertarian 2024 looks like. Well, I'll be on, like, I was excited for this, but yeah, yeah uh, I, I was for like six weeks. Exactly, I was excited before. I was excited for it before it happened. And then it happened, and it was like, 
Oh, was it disappointing? And then I had, a wet fart. Then I had Gary Johnson, and then I had Tulsi, and then I had Joe Jorgensen. And, dude, I've just always felt so gypped that I wasn't aware enough during the Ron Paul days because I was a senior in high school when he ran in 2012. And, you know, I graduated 10 years ago this week or whatever. And um, uh, I just felt like cheated. And I was like, God damn it. And now finally there's something that I feel excited for. Like watching that video that I just played, not the Trump one, the one before that, like, oh, dude, yeah. it just it gets me excited. So I hope I everyone watching feels the same way because it, I'm telling you, like, it's just something different this time. So we supported Ron Paul because we supported liberty. We supported freedom and we, we were against war. We were truly against war and we still are. So um, Elon Musk posted a thing supposedly that showed how the left and the right diverged and how everybody went in other directions. Meanwhile, the people who've been talking about the real issues, like, you know, people who supported Ron Paul were always right on and everyone else is in another direction. Yeah. So Angela McArdle, the new chair of the Libertarian Party, she's going on uh, Tim Pool tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, she also went on Michael Malice, went on tons of big shows. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's good. But anyways, guys, it's getting late. Um, yeah, we've been going two and, and a half, half hours. I know. But, uh, but it feels great, man. Thank you, Reed, for having me on, man, having this on. Yeah, man. We had the so, Dawson twins, like you know, not amazing. on the screen at the same time, but all four of us, all four of you guys were here, so that was cool. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be like uh, De Niro and Pacino meeting at the diner in Heat, the movie <laughs> Heat. Which is, yeah, as much as a cock as De Niro is, that's a great movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Jackman Radio, you guys know where to find us. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, throw us five bucks a month on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Jackman Radio. If you want to Venmo, Venmo is Senator Jackman eighty six. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. And Reed has got beautiful Four Horsemen merchandise now available, folks, at TopLobster.com. Matt Cap oh. shirts, all sorts of different Go designs. Get, yeah. get your fucking Nat Cap and your Four Horsemen gear. Take some pictures. Tag yourself in it. Uh, tag the Federal Reserve in it. Tag the IRS, the FBI, the CIA, the DOD, and the Mossad. And <laughs> I'll, re I'll share them. I'll repost them and share them and put some catchy... Uh, headlines on them so love you all this is another great four horsemen read and guys i know he already dropped his plugs but please go to ancreport.com become a supporting member for ryan apparently his store has been down for like a couple weeks so i don't know if it's back up yet but if it is definitely go support him he does amazing work and it's a thankless job like he gets banned all the time I, I just got banned off of Twitter again after getting uh, as a 20,000 the first time, as a 15,000 this time. But that's just an inkling of what he deals with. So please go support him. Uh, but then me, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I am on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, obviously, if you're watching this live. Odyssey, you got to subscribe to me on Odyssey. Uh, it's very likely uh, going against the war propaganda machine that I'll get kicked off of YouTube. Um so just make sure you're following me on Odyssey. I'm going to try to stick around here as long as I can. And then I am also on Gab, Getter, Float, all those secondary platforms. You can go to my Linktree. If you just Google Linktree, read Coverdale. Follow me on every single platform because when I get banned from one, you'll still have the others to follow me. I put all my eggs in one basket, uh, you know, the first time all on Twitter and lost a lot of contacts and everything. But I've built it back up and I've diversified. So... 
make sure you follow me everywhere. And if you're in New Hampshire, come to Pork Fest this coming week. It starts tomorrow. I will be speaking on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, these guys are going to be up there on Wednesday. Scott Wednesday. Horton's going to be coming. Uh, Dave gonna Smith's going to be coming. Uh, Phil Labonte's coming. Do Tom Woods? Uh, I don't know if Tom Woods is coming. I don't think he is because he's getting married. Um, Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Toad from uh, uh, Tower Gang. Oh, and we'll be doing Tower Gang next Wednesday uh, with Dawson. So make sure you check in for that too. And with that, we will say good night to everyone. Thank you for watching The Four Horsemen.